Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, and this is episode number 206, coming to you on Monday, January the 4th, 2021. As always, I'm Joe Murata, and I am joined by Baby New Year himself, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Uh, howdy doody. May the January 4th be with you. <laughs> Thank I, you. I have to say. Thank you very much, Quinn. Very nice. <laughs> you know what's amazing? We've been doing that for like a year now. Yeah, it's we're going to like, roll around back to the actual May 4th. That's good, though. I'm glad yeah. that we're rolling around there, folks. Yeah. Thanks for rolling with us here. Hope you had a good New Year. As we kick off 2021, we'll see what this year brings. But I'll tell you one thing. What we're going to bring to you is the best and worst of the retro wrestling. We're going to be doing that today, as we always do. Thank you for being back with us here as we kick off 2021. Whoa. Uh, I know, whoa is right. You know, January 4th, Quinn, normally we'd be, uh, obviously, today at Wrestle Kingdom as members of the wrestling media. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> usually I'm in the press section. Um, with Meltzer. <laughs> next to Meltzer, and I'm like, hey, Meltzer, can you lay off that Duggan match, like, like <laughs> please? And then he's always like, mm, well, actually, yeah, it's I can't a actually, minus two stars. Fuck you. Like, you know, that's so what happens. That's usually what happens at these gatherings. But um, <laughs> this time, you know, with all that's going on. Yeah, we couldn't the, get over there. Well, in the last year. Yeah. Not this year. Right, um, obviously. We couldn't get over there. Year, yeah. yeah that's some, there's going to be some leak over. Kind of like how in WF, you know mm-hmm. how there's like leak over. Yeah, leak over. Yeah. But if you want to take a leak over at our Twitter, you can find a lot of wrestling media there. It's uh, at OVP Podcast on Twitter. We're talking clips. We're talking like a dozen clips every day, Quinn. A whole dozen? Every day. Wow. Maybe even a baker's dozen every now and then. Amazing. Yeah, check out our Twitter at OVP Podcast for the best in drama-free wrestling clips. You can also email the show if you want to at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, if people want to talk to you and me, and, and actually not just you and me, but like hundreds of other wrestling fans, mm-hmm. what do they do? They can go to Facebook.talk. Facebook.talk. That's a site, right? <laughs> We're taking the slash out. This No, no more. This no. is a new year. Dot talk. New internet. That's right. Dot talk. <laughs> Facebook.talk. New internet. Right. Yeah. And, and what over do you at do? Facebook.talk, they got a, a special uh, search bar. Oh, how does that it's work? It's from the future, but not really because it was from last year, too. Right. Um, but you type in our vantage point, dash, retro wrestling podcast, bing, bang, boom, tube, score, Kafui, you hit the join button and you're in, and that's really that's all there is. Oh, I did hear that you have to agree to one rule. It's don't be what? Oh, right, the rule. Don't be a dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. And now, what does that mean, folks? Well, here's the skinny. Okay, here's the skinny, Benny. <laughs> here's the truth, Roof. Yeah, is that what they say? Yeah, they do. We have a retro. If you're still listening, thank you. We have a retro wrestling group over there on Facebook.talk. And the point of it is, you know, like anywhere else, you talk about the old wrestling, great, right? it's a fun time. The whole point, though, is don't be a dunderhead means don't be mean to each other. Yeah. You can disagree, sure. We don't, we don't like that meanness <laughs> no, over there. So, no- can you just don't do it? You might not get in. I might have to check your dunderheading. Yeah, you know? right, your dunderheading. Yeah, it, it's. I have a thing for it. Leave check it, yeah. So anyway, if you want to talk about old wrestling in a respectful way with people, you can go to our Facebook group, join it, and don't be a dunderhead. Also, very brief, like 10-second plug, 
patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We have all the pay-per-view reviews from 1985 to Royal Rumble 92 for this month. So if you like OVP, you want more stuff, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Michael. Yes. It might be a new year. Yeah. But we are still doing the same segment that we left off last year with. Okay. Okay. This no, is, not many things changing no, around here. Huh? Not a lot changing yeah. here in episode 206, but I'll tell you what. This new segment's been a fun one, the opener, because it was suggested by our longtime friend of the show, Dan Lopez. And the essence is this, you know, throughout our fandom in the world of wrestling, we have seen a lot of good things happen. We have seen a lot of bad things happen. And quite jarringly, sometimes you're going to see things that maybe should have been good that weren't or that they promoted, you know, like they were going to be good. And they certainly weren't. Yeah, they. They. But this one was suggested by Alex Kohut. This is a segment called What Went Wrong? <laughs> So, it's a new year. Can I know who that is No, now? I'm not telling you. Uh, wh- why? Well, uh, we'll have to get to that later, Quinn. But Alex wanted us to talk about, Quinn, what went wrong <laughs> with Diesel as the WWF champion? Oh, Big Daddy Cool. Big huh? Daddy Cool. Well, I can tell you things that went wrong with it, but here's the deal. Is that at the time, I didn't know. Because I was, was wrong. This is literally like the first champion I ever experienced. Same, well, yeah, right like, after Brett for me. In, so in person. Should that have even been good? I don't know. But let's roll it back here, okay? Right. So, uh, obviously, Bret Hart had been the champion throughout most of 94 after beating the Yoko. Diesel came in in June of 93 with some questionable fashion sense as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Did, I wouldn't say question. He looked cool. Rhinestone looked, denim. He looked Big Daddy cool. Warm-up PE coach suit. Don't deny it. <laughs> he was awesome. So he came in and he kind of helped Sean regain the IC title from Marty Jannetty. And he was a, you know, I'm just here to keep the chicks off Sean's back. You know, like very bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Very no, Whitney Houston. That, that was definitely his his MO. I'm a bodyguard. That's all it was. Uh, I don't wrestle. What is that? Yeah, I wrestle. don't do that. I don't Why was do I it. hired at a wrestling company? <laughs> when this big right hand finds that Mr. Potato Head of yours, you're going to go down and then uh, the latter half of 93, the latter portion of 93, he starts wrestling. He's really not defined as anything. He doesn't even have the jackknife right away. His finisher was like sometimes just a punch. I'm not kidding. I don't- oh, right there, right on the jaw. He goes down like uh, Frank Bruno did a few weeks ago at the hands of uh, Lennox Lewis. It's over. That's a knockout. Referee can count to 10 there if he chose to. How long even is that, Joe? A little while. Like a week? A couple of tapings, maybe. Yeah. Because remember, they were like, oh, he can punch really hard. Remember, he feuded with Perfect after the SummerSlam 93. I don't like anybody who's, my finisher is a punch. (laughs) It's like, you're not Hercules, get out of here. (laughs) That's how I look at it. There you go. So anyway, uh, Diesel kind of finally makes a a bit of a name for himself at the 94 Rumble. Yes. Right? He eliminates seven guys. He was on a tear. The crowd there gets behind him. They're like, oh, this guy's good, right? I mean, then he doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania 10. <laughs> Good yeah. capitalizing on it. What, right? what, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know, it's weird at WrestleMania 10 because you're right. He's just like a bodyguard, and you would think by that point he would have done a little bit yeah, more. They right? had nothing for him yet. Yep. However, they do push him to the IC title. He defeats Razor Ramon very shortly after WrestleMania 10. And uh, becomes the Intercontinental Champion, and then in August, after receiving a shot at the world title right against Brett at King of the Ring, 
He teams up with Sean to defeat the Head Shrinkers the day before SummerSlam, and they win the tag titles. So now he's got two belts. Got two belts. He went from nothing yep. to a double belt holder, yep. which is rare in the World Federation. Especially back then. Uh, he loses the IC, obviously, to Razor at SummerSlam. We know that. And then he's a tag champ with Sean. Dissension amongst us, right? And then Sean, like, gets into this unfortunate series of accidents where he keeps super kicking Diesel and it's like always an accident to be fair to Sean. Yeah, so it's never on yeah, purpose. Yeah, you know, you know, it is interesting. Usually in, in kayfabe, we like to blame Sean for shit. But in, in but kayfabe, like, yeah. First of all, I got a question here. Big Daddy, right? Yeah, Big Daddy. He, you know, he's supposed to do this all the time. Hold him up so he could do the super kick, yeah. right? Because that's their big finisher. Isn't that essentially their finisher? It's like their cheating finisher. Yeah, it's, it's like, like <laughs> it's basically their finisher, yeah, right? their illegal one. They do it all the time so he misses it like twice or something over thrice. Like, thrice. Yes. And like, but every time it's because like Big Daddy lost. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy fell away from Big Daddy. Right. Like, it's sh- not, why is it and then he's like, you're a fuck, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> to be it's, fair to Shawn, which I hate being. The funniest part is every time you, every time it happens to kayfabe, Shawn's like, I didn't mean it. Like, yeah. it was like, I'm sorry. Like, he, he, he slipped or something. Right. And like, I, it's, it's, it's real, though. It's all real. Here it goes, a big boot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Michaels just nailed a seven-foot diesel. This is the third time we've seen this happen on television. So anyway, meanwhile, Bret Hart and Bob Acklin have a long match that Quinn loves at Survivor Series 94. Mm-hmm. The same night that Diesel and Sean like throw the belts in the dumpster or whatever the hell happens. Oh, they say, <laughs> Shawn Michaels is like escaping because he's yeah. after one of those kicks yeah. or whatever. He's like, he Ooh, I, I gotta leave. So now Diesel's without a belt at all, right? Because the tag belts are in the dumpster. I see has already been lost to Razor. And uh, Bob Backlund has won the world title from Bret Hart. The World Federation, yes. Yes, with help from Owen and Stu and Helen and all that. And, <laughs> you know, the irony being, of course, that the towel was thrown in the same way Backlund lost it 11 years or, or yeah, 11 years earlier. And now the big rematch is going to be set. This is where uh, the Diesel era comes in, Quinn, November 26, 1994, right? We're running on diesel power, baby. That's what they said, at least. And I believed it. So it's an MSG show. That, uh, incidentally, was always originally advertised for Brett versus Backlund, right? Right. The WWF Championship match, Bret Hart against Mr. Bob Backlund, special guest referee, Randy Macho Man Savage. Brett's like, you know, I'm going to take some time off to be in Lonesome Dove and my injuries or whatever it was. Real. Yeah, this is all real. Um, it <laughs> is. Dove. It's real. So Diesel's going to take the spot of Bret Hart. And in seven or eight seconds at MSG, which was replayed like ad nauseum for weeks on television. I thought that this was some very historic moment. <laughs> yeah, like, no, so did I, right? Like when I, it's so historic that it wasn't even on TV. <laughs> right. That they fan cammed it or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, they had the one, they brought their one camera there, you know, what they usually do like in something shit. important. Yeah, that's on purpose. What a book to the midsection. And then from there, Bob Backlund, jackknife to the canvas, diesel, a cover. And in a record-setting eight seconds, Diesel becomes the new World Wrestling Federation champion. Anyway, Diesel wins the world title, right? And now we have a new champion. So at the time, I had been watching, and Quinn was just starting right after this. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, Backlund, fuck this guy. I want Diesel because Brett lost and he's gone now. You had many reasons to, like... Like this big daddy, yeah, man, right. They're doing the same thing they did when uh, Backlund lost it to Sheik, and then Hogan came in as the big hero, right? It's the same thing. It's like, oh fuck, Backlund. Well, if the USA Hulk Hogan thing didn't work with Lex Luger, we'll do the he beats the Iron Sheik thing. Right? That's what they tried to do. So this is my first real long term champion, and when I say long term, I mean it was a year, which was kind of long. 
compared to what had come like after that. It's interesting that they would pick a guy that couldn't well, be the champion. First of Sorry, all, I mean, first that's of part all, of this. wasn't in the World Federation for that long, right? Oh, no, a year and a half, yeah. They had all these long-term Brett and Sean and all these, Razor Ramon. Sure. All these people that they were building up. And then this one guy comes in and bing, bang, boom, he wins all three titles, Grand Slam. Yada, yeah, yada, Grand yada. Slam in seven months. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, now, we, we know the rain. We'll recap it briefly. I think strike one, Quinn. I think they did it right. Like, they gave it to him. Everyone's like, oh, Backlund had a long run. No, he shouldn't have. Uh, no, that was that's meant, not the that, point. That was meant to piss you off. Yes. It wasn't like they built him so he could be a long-term heel champion. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I think strike one, Quinn, is that Diesel fights Brett. Now, I love the match at Rumble 95. It's a great match. But you're immediately what's your big strike against that. You're immediately splitting your audience. Uh-huh. Because you have like Bret Hart fans still that wish he was champion. But some people may say, well, that's being faithful to the story, right? No, no, no. I get the booking. Yeah, yeah. I do get the booking, mm-hmm. trust me. But they didn't have to do that, right? No, they didn't. And then the other problem, and again, I understand why, is Diesel doesn't beat him. Now, yeah. not that I wanted Diesel to beat him. I was a Bret Hart fan, but that's part of the problem. Yeah. It's like he, you have like these leftover Bret Hart fans that are like, I don't want Diesel to win. It really, like, if you're a Bret Hart fan of Royal Rumble 1995, yeah. you're thinking, oh, Bret's going to make short work of this guy. Right. He, he's beating him. Has he beaten him on, like, some tapes or something? Like, has He might have beat him on, like, WrestleFest. I can't remember. I, I think sw- Sean interferes. Something I, happens. Yeah, I swear they fought before. <laughs> they like, did. No, they did. The Rocket, Owen Hart, give me a break. What kind of miscarriage of justice is this? Yes, I called the gorilla. I said Diesel would pin him and he did. I... You're wrong. He pinned him. One, two, three. Anyway, yeah, Brett doesn't, he doesn't win the title. Let's right. put it that way. And to Brett's credit, he tries to play the heel a bit and get Diesel over. But I mean, they're still Brett Hart fans. What are you going to do? That same night, Shawn Michaels wins the Royal Rumble. And now the big build, and again, Sean looks great during all of this. No offense to Sean. He looks awesome from January to April. Right. So we get to Diesel's first big WrestleMania defense. And in the meantime, he's been meandering like, I'm a happy champion. You know, yeah. like shit, like the dumb gimmick. of. Also, also, he's this is his first WrestleMania, we should note, too. As a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Sean with the big build, like the big try. Big main event for Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania. He's like, oh my God, I'm in the main event of <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. Great, great. Besides the LT Bam Bam thing. Too bad it's in a fucking <laughs> Connecticut yeah, it's dump a, Also the worst WrestleMania in years, right? Yeah. Problem here, not only does Diesel steal Shawn's girl, which I have a major issue with. I don't like doesn't that. Doesn't make him likable. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> because literally, like, they made this big deal. Like, what if a face had won Royal Rumble 1995? Right. Like, you would have been okay if Diesel stole uh, right. Lex Luger's girl. Right, or, or Bulldogs what, yeah, or somebody, Bulldog, right? Yeah, somebody. So anyway, not only that, Shawn Michaels uh, <laughs> wrestles like the baby face of a lifetime, which yeah. is great, except he's supposed to be the heel. It's great if it was the next day <laughs> yeah, when he t- right. actually turned face. Like Shawn works his ass off in that match, don't get me wrong, yeah. to get himself over, not to get Diesel over. So strike two is Diesel, the big like conquering face champion, looks like an ass fuck beating up this little guy that's like trying his ass, you know what I'm saying? Off the road, big huge boot by Big Daddy Cole. Listen to this capacity crowd. There's just no reason to think that Diesel's going to lose this match. Like, you're looking yeah. at Diesel, you're like, the guy's seven feet tall. Uh-huh. Why do I feel bad for him? 
Shawn Michaels is the little guy that won the Royal Rumble heroically. Next problem. Sid. No, I yes. love Sid. So, love him. Yeah. But Quinn. This, they, there's so many strikes, right? It's just crazy. It's like one after the next. Yeah. Next, they come to the in your house <laughs> and, and Sid, is, I don't know even why he's mad. Like, he's like, he beat Shawn Michaels, and then I beat him up the next night. And So now I want your title. Oh, fuck you, Diesel. Yeah. What? Like, what? And DiBiase's useless. He's like, ha, money, or whatever. Somehow, we were all along, Million Dollar Corporation, just, we fucked you. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Who are they? <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so now Sid at the, in your house, in, in your, your house. house. Like, that shit's happening, so yeah. Sid's fighting him, and that's not good either. Well, it doesn't help Diesel's case that he had to deal with, like, the worst version of Sid. 96 Sid is good, right? 97? Yeah, no. 91 Sid? 97. 91 and 2? It's just that one year. (laughs) 95 Sid is bad. Yeah. So I get that they're trying to go for like a guy that's his size and maybe there's some heat, but... Sid's off here. It's his off year, right? Yeah. And then... It's one off year. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, actually. It doesn't help at the horrid king of the ring that they do a tag match extending this feud where it's like Diesel and Bam Bam against Sid and Tatanka. How about just the king of the ring in general? That right. whole fucking pay-per-view. That whole thing didn't that, help me, anyone. smack dab in the middle of 1995. That's what right. really brings it all down. <laughs> right. You know? You know what else doesn't help? They do Sid and Diesel again in July. Lumberjack. Oh, wonderful. I want to see that. And now they're going for the Hogan thing at SummerSlam, where it's like Hogan versus big fat guys. We do Diesel versus big fat King Mabel. Okay, that to me, to me do is that? that's the lowest of the low points. Like, what do you do with it is all I mean. This whole Mabel thing, right? Did anyone think he'd win? No. No one thought he would win the King of the Ring. This is why from the King of the Ring till SummerSlam, everything's all effed up with the WF title scene. Yeah, like it's not Kevin Nash's so, fault. First of all, you have the King of the Ring, right? And Shawn Michaels doesn't win it. And, and fucking, isn't like Razor and Bret Hart, all the like Undertaker. <laughs> like, Bret's all, not in it. He's fighting King about feet. Oh, right. But right, like right. Undertaker doesn't Under, win it. Undertaker's, <laughs> Undertaker doesn't win the King. He's never in the King of the Ring. How does he lose? How does he lose? Doesn't Mabel beat him? He does, right? Yes. Yeah. What are they doing? Sean can't even beat Kama, by the yeah. way. Like, the draw. Well, it's not that it's, yeah, it's a yeah, draw. The draw. Yeah, it's a draw. Like, Kama. Kama. Just, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels is, I don't know, they like the mulligan that day. Heinous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Their wrestling skills mulligan. weren't working or something. God. What a dumb. What a dumb thing. It could have been either one of them. It didn't matter. Yeah, but they wanted to push Mabel. To lose to Diesel. That's what you know, they wanted. You know what would have been cooler what? at SummerSlam if Big Daddy fought Undertaker because we know later they would be good wrestling would, against each other. Would have made it a better pay per view. Yeah. But then Seriously. again, it might have been the same problem again where it's like, oh, face versus yeah, face. Yeah, that's again. the other thing. Yeah. That's one thing. To be fair to Kevin Nash again throughout all of 95, he had no opponents. And we talked about a few weeks ago with the Warriors run. Yeah. Where one of the key qualifiers for like a good title reign is good opponents to is, face. He is had that no one. Ultimately, the problem actually it's now part that of it. we think of it is that everyone sure. that would have been a good matchup was a face and he was a face. And everyone yeah. that was a crappy matchup, Mabel and, you know, Bundy, S- pick one. You know what I mean? Yeah, anybody. Sid. Yeah. Comma. Million Dollar Corporation in general. They even had to like turn Bulldog heel just to give Diesel somebody, but that was shit because Bulldog and Diesel aren't a good match. You know right, what I mean? It exactly. just doesn't it doesn't mesh. But I like, think that's the ultimate issue. I think yes. we figured. I think we figured it out, Joe. Think about the good opponents for Diesel: Bret Hart, 
yep. face. Sean wrestled like a face and then turned face and then anyway. actually turned face then, the next day, so he's out of the equation right. for the rest of the run. Razor Ramon would have been good. Yeah. Click, right? We know they had good matches in 94. Face, right? Think Undertaker. About it. Face. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Luger at the time, would have, that would have been good too. Face. face. Bulldog for most of 95. Face. Then heel and he's shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean. The like short hair. It's, he's not as good in 95. Well, the, the, at December 95 pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. That, that is good Bulldog. So that's kind of like Diesel's 95. We know how it ends. We know it ends with Brett winning it back. And it's like the whole dream never happened. And Diesel's immediately good again, like right after Survivor like Series. New Newhart or something. <laughs> like seriously, at the end. That's a fucking reference yeah. for you, man. But let me ask you a question. So not only the opponents, right? The character of Diesel, a lot is always said about that. Pre-title win, he kind of just had this badass swagger to him. Yeah. He wasn't like a multi-dimensional, like developed character, right? But he was just like, I'm cool. Fuck and, and you. And people liked him. People Dude, liked him. That was the thing. It was like, it wasn't like it wasn't warranted to turn him face. It's just when they did it, there was no heels for him to fight. Is it the Roman Reigns problem from like 2014? Is that, was that really his problem? Or just they like, liked Roman. They're like, oh, he's cool and everything. Yeah. But then they turn him face and they make him like, ah, oh, suffer and suck attach, son. You know, like that era. Yeah. I and mean, they did it with Diesel too. Diesel never got suffer and suck attach bad. Like, let's be real. <laughs> but he got like, like the it, friendly. Yeah. He, he got was a, too friendly. Yeah, a little too. It was so obvious that that's, they didn't want the super friendly one that when he turned heel. In and 95. then he was a fucking badass, and he took that guy's leg off and all that shit. Like, he was so he, good in that he, run. He was so cool. <laughs> he like, was great again. All of a sudden, he's Big Daddy cool again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, this guy's awesome. Undid the horribleness of like that one year, and he's great again. And then he uh, leaves. 1995 I, just was a horrible everything. It's an off year, man. You could do an entire like show on just what went wrong in 1995. Like, the, like, those I'm would be good hour-long specials yeah, that if would, we did that those, would actually. Be like a whole hour because there's there's a million different things, <laughs> a million different reasons because of, you know, a certain faction. Yeah, I guess to, to sum it up then, the fact that there were no real quality opponents for him, you know, mm-hmm. that, that was a big deal. I think also fans, want, much like the Lex Express push, they still liked Brett. Like, they liked Sean, too, and they liked other people. But it wasn't like he was ever really the number one face before he won the title. Let's put it you this You know what way. I'm saying? It was very obvious to World Federation fans at the time that there was three best people in the entire company. Bret Hart, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, yes, and Undertaker. Undertaker. And maybe Razor. You can lump him into there, too. He was yeah, still Yeah, he up was there. like, it was maybe. He was right. one of the top faces. Right, exactly. Diesel was like cool, but he was just newly faced. It wasn't, he hadn't been established as yeah. much of a baby face hero. It's like people, when they turned on their World Federation every week, they were like, I just want Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and the Undertaker Razor to like and, win yeah. all the time. Yeah, and Razor yeah. Ramon. And right. like, what the fuck is this? Who is this guy? Like, why, yeah. why is he the champion? Like, aren't they the best? Yeah, you know you're I mean? right, like, though. It's, it's confusing. You are right. And again, when you're seven foot tall, and, and nothing with Kevin Nash's work, forget that. You know what I mean? And whatever. When you're seven feet tall and you got to fight Shawn Michaels at a WrestleMania, naturally, the fans are going to cheer for the little guy. Right. It's just like the way it kind of works. You know, Maybe that, that match was kind of ill-fated front to begin with. Not only did Shawn Michaels, you know, he was literally... He as a face. He's literally turning face the yes. next night. So he's yes. like kind of like... Preview. He's working as a face. Right, exactly. Was that told of him to do that? Like, no, oh, you're to, like Vince, it's like, get the fans so that the next night, you know, blah, blah, blah. I doubt Vince is like, hey, sabotage the WrestleMania main event and the champion so you can turn face easily. No, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, but 1995 is such a fucking dumpster fire. That's it's like entirely possible he was told to work that way. I know. 
you know it absolutely is impossible there's no way so. no you're yeah. not gonna sabotage your <laughs> champion come on always, and they kept it on diesel for nine- i'm always looking for a defense for sean you know that sometimes you have to stop yeah but the bottom line is whether it's brett or sean Diesel versus a smaller guy, there's just going to be that segment of fans that want to cheer the smaller guy. Diesel versus Mabel, people want to turn the program off because it sucked. It was a bad year. You're right. It was a bad year. It stunk. So what went wrong? They put the belt on him and then they had like nothing good for him. No opponents. <laughs> yeah, it's like not his fault. Everyone was face. <laughs> too many fucking faces in this too company. Too many faces. Too much like Sid and I love Sid, but not then. Not too much good Sid. <laughs> British Bulldog. Really? Yeah. I love him too, but really? I think Mabel, Mabel, Mabel. That's yeah. Monday, Mabel, Monday or so, whatever. <laughs> so there you go. Ter- terrible. 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 So there you go. That's what we're at wrong, Alex. Thank you guys for with us here let us know what you think went wrong with the diesel run anything we might be missing and stuff like that you can do that on twitter at ovp podcast you can join the group or shoot us an email but quinn when we come back speaking of things that went wrong two more names are coming out of the tank for the royal flush of feuds in wrestling we're gonna find out those two names it is coming up right after this I've been a champion for a few hours, a couple of days. It's all new to me. But if there's one thing I can do, one thing I can emulate from Brett the Hitman Hart, is I want to become, as he was, a fighting champion. Brett never! Yes, the fightingest champion of all time. Brett never turned down a challenge. I'm not real proud of the way I got mine, but he didn't turn it down when the time came. And Brett, enjoy that great family you have right now. Enjoy your time off. I'm sorry about the injury, but I'll tell you, as a man with my word and my hand out in front of you, anytime, anywhere, Brett Hart, you want a shot at this belt, brother, you got it. That's a promise from Big D. Honey. Honey, wake up. You you won't believe the dream I just had. And now, back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 206, and it is Monday, January the 4th. 2021, Michael Quinn. Yep, it's uh, the future. It's the future. Welcome to the future. And we're in it. Roaring 20s. Yep, this is it. This I, is- I, I can't wait. I can't wait either. I can't wait for my stocks to go up and you know, all that shit. You know what else I can't wait for, Quinn? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. People to check out Patreon. Patreon.com oh, yes, slash OVP Patreon. Podcast. Remember when they had that in the 20s? Yeah, it's good stuff. I'll tell you why you might want to do that. If you like our show, uh, we're on that also. We're on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So, like, you like the two of us now. You'll also like yeah. us on the Patreon version. You'll like it over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get two different types of things. 1983 canon. It's a separate show that we do. It's not this show. Yeah, I don't it, know what goes on over there. It's a bi-weekly audio or video show where we're reviewing the WWF throughout. We started in January of 82 for crying out loud. For Pete's sake. For Pete Sanchez's sake. Yeah. And now we're in September mm-hmm. of 83. So check it out, okay? It's $2 a month. That's it. It's 2 a month. $5 a month. All the pay-per-view reviews that you can handle from the WWF. What? Yeah, what? That's amazing. Started in WrestleMania. Now we're here. Royal Rumble 92 for January. New year. That's right. 
Check it out. It's every single pay-per-view in order. We're going to keep going. Next month will be WrestleMania 8. The month after that, SummerSlam 92. It's going to keep going. Survivor Series, Royal Rumble 93, WrestleMania 9. It keeps going it on. Just gets, it just keeps going until we're talking about John Cena and all the stuff. Correct. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Remember Bliss. Remember when we got, we're going to get to that. Can't wait. Yep. 25 years from now. Yeah. Uh, so just check it out, folks. It is $5 a month. It supports OVP. Uh, we're not trying to get rich. We're not money hungry or anything. But if you like what we do and you want more of what we do and you want to just help us out, I mean, if you can spare two or five bucks a month, it means a lot to us. Check it out. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Now, Quinn. Yes. Worst feuds is what we're doing this week. The worst? Royal Flush. They're the horrible. Worst. They're, They're the hideous. Are they all worse than 1995 in general? Stains. We may yeah. even have some 95 leak over. Who oh, knows? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, folks, what is the Royal Rankings and Royal Flush? Well, each season before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to go over to Facebook.talk and give us a list of your top 10 and bottom 10 of something. And for this season, it was feuds. And our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, he'll take all of those votes, the 10 best and 10 worst from you, compile them up, tally them up, put them in as two separate tanks. One for the best, one for the worst. And we're going to rank them two by two. So by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive OVP certified organic ordained baptized non-GMO USDA certified organic and healthy best and worst feuds of all time now we did the uh, best last week great list but this week coin it's the worst and you know what it sucks let's the hobble <laughs> it's hobble the hobble let's run down what's on the worst <laughs> the hobble uh and number one the <laughs> gang wars like the, they give I, me an idea oh boy I, I totally even forgot about that it the, stinks DOA Nation and Los Break was that very. It went on horrible. for a hundred years. Yeah, and I was like, "Is it over yet?" <laughs> it's awful. Number two, Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. Very thrilling. Very poor. Lots um, of chloroform. Had <laughs> two pay per view matches out of that. Now, number three, because of the disappointment factor, is LOD versus Demolition. That is huge time disappointment factor. It in is. My eyes. I was looking forward to that. And Nothing good happened. But yep. And number four. And hopefully it just keeps moving further and further down because it's great. Is Hulk Hogan versus the Dungeon of it's Doom. It's so good. Why does everyone vote it? it it's amazing. <laughs> it might one, be- one, you know, a lot of things are consistent in the rankings and flush. You know, it would warm my heart if the Hogan versus Dungeon of Doom or Dungeon of Doom, anything Dungeon of Doom mate, got voted into the rankings. One, oh, I would love that. One time. Because I love that feud. It's so bad, but I love it so it's much. beautiful. So those are the names on the board right now, but folks, two more are coming out very shortly in just a short short, if you will. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we got to go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal! We're going to be hearing some comments from the mysterious Black Scorpion. Paul Bear's Undertaker going to work on Ted DiBiase. Who's the boss now, boss man? You know, Lex, the whole world is going to find out that you sold out. You rest in peace, Undertaker. Let me tell you something, Farouk. You never fired me, punk, because I quit. You imposters are going to regret the day you ever walked in the shadow of demolition. Ah, It's not hot. The Royal Flush, and uh, as the flowing, there the names are just flowing out of here. Now, is that water hot or not? No, it's not hot. It's it's not hot. Smells though. Play that. Okay, we return. We're not doing this today. It's New Year. New Year. New plumbing. It's 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 May January the fourth. Be with you. I don't have time for that. Stop saying that. (laughs) Anyway, folks, we've run down the names on the board, and Quinn, as we've talked about week after week here, a good feud, a good one, 
is one that maybe builds interest in the company, makes the television programming compelling, leads to some intrigue, leads to some good matches, perhaps, memorable character work, good promos, mm-hmm. a, a bad feud, Quinn? Uh, none of those things. It's just bad. <laughs> and you're like, why is this happening? I don't want to see it. Some of it, even if, if there's other wrestling to watch, some of it you're like, I don't, I'm going to go see what the other wrestling's doing. Change because, the channel. Yeah, but you don't have that many choices nowadays. But no. Maybe on Wednesday or whatever day Wednesday, it is. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bad, not not now, but you know, it makes you want to do that. A bad feud perhaps fails to get people over, fails to lead to a good match, fails to go anywhere, feels like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. These types of things makes for boring television. Waste of time is generally a great description of a bad feud, if you ask me. I agree with you. I'll ask you. Is yeah. waste of time a good description of a bad feud? Yes. So there you go. There you go. So anyway, folks, we have the four names on the board now. Two more coming out this week. Let's find out who drew number five. You are, Kidman. Kidman, I've been sitting in the back, and this isn't the first night I've listened to your crap. I'm going to tell you something right now, Quinn. If what? this is the last time we ever have to talk about the Millionaire's Club and the New Blood, mm-hmm. that'd be fine. Like, I never want to again. You hate it so I much. I hate it so much. I'm going to tell you why. Why? It's really bad. Yeah. There's just no way around it's- it. It's not good. Thank you for listening to OVP. Where else can you find quality analysis like this? It's bad because, remember, they, like, didn't know which one's the face and the heel and all this business. The the core issue is that, (laughs) but you know, like, here's the thing. There's so much more to it, and I'll start by telling you what I think, and then we'll just get into it. I really don't want to talk about it, but we have to. You hate this a lot. Because it's aggravating, but the core... (laughs) I WCW. I like Vince Russo sometimes, okay? I don't think everything he does is great, but I don't think everything he's ever thought of is bad either, right? Right. I really don't. I think he's okay. But what about this? Here's a problem with this. The core issue here is as a wrestling storyline, there's too much like bending of the fourth wall, in my opinion. It's like the whole point of this stable is that these are the younger guys and these are the ones holding them back. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are you building a wrestling feud around that? I, I don't want to watch that. If they just put a camera in WWE's locker room and I could see all the politics going on, then it, I would know. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me that that's the feud. All titles will be stripped tonight. It'll be a brand new playing field. Here's my core problem is that uh, the Millionaire's Club were the faces. I've said this many a time. <laughs> That's one of the problems because who the fuck can relate if you... I feel like there aren't that many people that can relate to being a millionaire, but maybe Here, maybe I'm wrong. Here's the thing. You know? I, I got two problems about this. Go well, ahead. It's not even just that. It's like, why are the Millionaire's the faces or whatever mm-hmm. it's because they are like generally facey characters like sting and stuff right true like, some it, of them yeah like, it's just flair rick flair can be a face hogan rick flair's just loved by that point in his career he's older it's not like you can yeah, just yeah. easily turn him heel anymore he's gonna get cheered no matter what exactly Ho- hogan go either way here let's run him down real quick yeah. i don't want to spend a lot of time on the fucking members of these because there's like a million but in the Millionaire's Club, you had Flair and Hogan. Uh-huh. Uh, you had Nash, who, again, easily can be a face. Something like DDP in it. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's greasy a pr- version. That's a, still, it's a fucking problem. DDP is like everyone loved. Back right. at that time, yeah. everyone loved DDP. Sting. Yep, Sting. Sid. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Hennig, uh, Lex Luger, Miss Elizabeth, and then there were some associates, but those are the core members, right? Right. Now, that said, why would they like all team up? Because they're older? 
This is what I don't understand. They're protecting their spots. That's what this is based on, though. Here's it the, just doesn't make sense to me. Here's the thing that's very confusing about it. Maybe you, I sound old. If you really put it into perspective, yeah, they're fighting for their spots. But the thing is, is by fighting for their spots, they're keeping their spots because they're on TV and they're like in the storyline. <laughs> yeah, so right. it's like, what? I don't understand. Like, if they lose to like Evan Courageous or some shit, <laughs> is every night like if they lose, they're kicked out of WCW? <laughs> right, and then right. they're like, well, we'll go over to WF where it's better anyway. So, like, <laughs> you, th- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like this, 2000, this, yeah. isn't even, this isn't There's even no the stakes. top spot anymore. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? It's 1999. Do you think the Millionaire's Club is a bad name for a babyface stable? Yeah, Ted DiBiase should be in it. You know what I mean? Like, True. Now, if you're just hearing this strictly on like hearing it, oh, the new blood versus the Millionaire's Club, who do you think are the heels when you just hear that? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when you he- and you hear the premises, <laughs> these old fucks won't let go of their right. spot. You're like, oh, well, clearly those got to be the heels, right? But everyone's Here, like, here's the problem. That- Yay, Flair! He's so old and stupid. I love him. You know what the thing is? Is that Sorry. This would have worked in like the mid two thousands, but in nineteen ninety nine, like the problem is, is Sting is still in his prime, and like yeah, Lex, yeah, yeah. Lex Luger isn't even that old. They're all like early forties, except Flair and yeah, Hogan. But we you always know? forget that. Yeah, with wrestlers, when you're like forty, forty one, it's not over yet. Like there's still like five years left. It, it's real. I know that's one of the missteps about this whole thing is because look, I like some of the new blood members, of mm-hmm. which there are seven thousand of them. You know, Russo and uh, Bischoff, of course, were like the leaders, but the wrestler leader, of course, was guess who? Guess who the wrestler representative was? I don't even remember. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, fuck. Why are they like the Gentiles? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just everyone else is in the new blood. Here's the thing. I like the idea of there being new blood. Yeah. But not Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) Not Buff Bagwell. (laughs) These are better than Flair and Sting and Hogan. You know, I will say this about Buff. They were trying. Shut up. No, no, I'm saying in that later time. They, he they, stinks. I get that it didn't work out, but there was reason to think at the time that maybe this was Marcus Alexander's time, Shut right? Up. Like maybe no. like he had developed the character and like I could see him being in the new blood. Jindrak? Yeah, Jindrak. No, he was never going to be anything. Chuck Palumbo. This is what I mean. Like, yeah. I get they're like, look, here's all the new people, bro. Yeah. But most of them are like, who are they? What, what Everybody are was new. Compared to the other guys. Right. Because it's a fucking wrestling company. Why do they not understand that from the beginning here, by the way? In wrestling companies, there's the older veterans that you like, that anchor the shit. And then the newer guys challenge them and stuff. You don't say that it's like, let's break them into factions, bro. It's like, what? No. That's the problem. Is It's just like a flawed way to do it. Because you're basically saying the thing you watch them right now is a work except the fact that most of this isn't because they don't like each other so we're gonna make pretend that they don't like each other even though they don't and how it's like, just very russo in a, in a thing that's fake that everyone knows is fake right i don't understand is the new blood like gonna really pull, win they're gonna like, start yeah. like a fucking like right. political party or something right, right. and like they're gonna outvote that's like, the thing I, because I, I don't wonder like i don't get what they can do because if, like, we if, know- if they say you gotta lose to hulk hogan okay yeah. i work here like what the fuck that's the thing right if the premise is that they're holding them back but it's fake wrestling again don't get offended with fake folks but you know what i mean predetermined wrestling outcomes then how is the new blood really gonna do anything they're, gonna, they're the new blood party they're gonna right. like outvote eric bischoff or something i don't know like how was that how the championship committee works or whatever like, yeah that's I, what i mean what, it's, I mean, it's so confusing it doesn't make sense yeah. on that premise 
Here's the problem with this feud ultimately is it didn't do anything good for anybody except maybe didn't Kidman beat Hogan that one that, match. I, that was the one thing I was going to say. But everyone uh, got mad about that. They're like, he shouldn't be I beating Hulk Hogan. I like the feud too because I, fine. I, I like the hard Hulk Hogan. I don't know why Hulk was like yeah, hard okay. Hulk Hogan. Like he was like okay during this. What, the, the fuck you new blood era? Yeah. Where he's like he's, decent. He's decent. It's like yeah. the last time he's People good. People never give him credit for that like weird character. <laughs> that's like, like his like do-rag <laughs> Like that's like that's what that is where it's like it's actually really good but then it's right. like it's only for like a couple months. Right, right. It's like I think it's like two months or something. It's yeah it's about two months it's, or so. It's annoying because I was like oh this like hardened I'm gonna kick your ass brother like, like Hulk, former NWO member. Yeah like not really a heel yeah. but sort of not really though. Fuck you new blood. Yeah. <laughs> if you were in the same game as me you might understand what this business is all about but you're so damn pee whipped and in love with that girl you so again, whether good talent in the new blood, yeah, like Booker T is in that. We love Booker T, right? Mm-hmm. Russo was a big proponent. Bam Bam was in that. Mm-hmm. Not really that new, but like on, yeah. he's like the same age as Luger and Kurt Hennig, practically. <laughs> said people who weren't like made the of less matters. famous people. Yeah. yeah, Goldberg in the new blood. Meanwhile, he's already been the WCW World Champion. <laughs> he's already had the undefeated streak, right? Bret Hart was in the new blood. Very new. <laughs> like, what? Right. He's like 43. <laughs> right. Exactly, though. But then, like, you mix that in with, like, Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Mike Sanders. Well, maybe the whole idea is we're supposed to care afterwards. Right? Reno! <laughs> Who's Reno? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Anyway, we've said, oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I really don't. It's, it's just flawed. It's bad. It's, it's flawed. Joe hates it. And it's, like, three months of the company. And you know what? I give credit. To trying something new, but when you're gonna flat out like I didn't, I wasn't on screen, and now I am. I'm back. He is Eric Bischoff. We're gonna work together. All titles are vacant. None of this is real. But also, you should care about it. Right. That's the problem. None mm-hmm. of this is real, and we're gonna tell you how it's not. Yeah. But also, you need to care. Right. You can't do both. It, it I'm sorry. Can't happen. He was able to pull that off, and Vince McMahon was in '97 because it was fresh. Yeah. And it was like not outright or it was like Brett shoving Vince on his ass felt real. Well, yeah. But you can only you can only you can only pull the rabbit out of your sleeve how many times? The thing is, you get what yeah, I'm saying? No, but that's that is the difference, right? It hadn't been done a million right, times right. by by the time <laughs> 2 years later, that shows you how much they like to like repeat a successful yeah. thing that they they tried to break the fourth wall every fucking night for <laughs> yeah. like 2 years. They're going off the script. Remember that like yeah. Goldberg match or something from later in 2000 with Steiner or something I like I literally don't even good. 2000? Yeah, like later. Like who was watching WCW in 2000? <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. I know, and that's the thing. So, yeah, I get the premise. It's just a bad one. When you're going to come out with, like, Bischoff and be like, now we work together, because wink, wink, you know. The casual, like, average fan that just flips on TNT, they're like, I don't know what this means. To me, this started, you know? this this kicked off, I'm not even kidding, Joe. I think what I why I hate this so much is because it kicked off the, I don't have any reason to flip back to WCW era. It's like, right around you know, here for me. You know, you yes. know what I mean? Like, Mid-2000. You, you remember when you used to watch Raw yep. and Nitro? Yep. And you used to watch them and like literally you were flipping the channel yeah. like constantly? Yeah, yeah. This was about the time where you were thinking about not... Like you would look at the remote and you'd be like, should I? Well, like, I know. Like when the big boss man was on or something. Right, right. You're like, should I? Or is there just really nothing going on over there and I'll just stay over here? Yeah, because you flip you know? this over. So what are they doing anymore? At least on WWF, you had <laughs> the Chris Jericho and you had, you know, Eddie Guerrero and all the stuff going on there. And you had 
Triple H and The Rock. The Rock. By the you know, time like, we got this new blood, all the people that you you changed the channel for, they were all on this they're back show. Now, yeah. No, they were all on the WF yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Chris Jericho. And <laughs> yeah. Shit. Like Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, like right? Eddie Voldemort and all, and all that. Yeah. Kurt Angle was good. Yeah. Undertaker was like a Kid Rock now yeah, or whatever you were he was. Just like, you know this what? This is fresh. You know what? I can leave that remote on the side. I'm not even kidding. I remember there being a moment where I looked at my remote and I was like, I don't have a reason to click this right. button like it's that bad well because you know what are you gonna do flip over to nitro and ddp is like and i told eric bischoff that he ruined my life for what like, who gives a I shit i don't care i'd rather see triple h which i don't even love Yeah, but he was good in yeah, 2000 exactly. he was so anyway uh yeah i think the point that we've established here is it didn't do anything good for anyone it really didn't it didn't help anyone's career it didn't help WCW. Maybe it rose the rating. Yeah, well, they're in business, so it really helped them out long term. Yep. But you know what I mean? It just it wasn't good, and I hate it, and I really hate it also. Let's move on. Can we please actually- We need and, to get out of this. I never want to talk about this a lot, huh? ever again. Yeah. All right. Let's find out who drew number six. The mystery. There's no mystery. There's no mystery now. There are two Undertakers. Well, this is much better, Quinn. The Undertaker versus Undertaker feud. <laughs> this is actually, you know, so bad that it's it's still bad. I just always think of the guys, the detective people. Leslie Nielsen and uh, George Kennedy, yeah, sure. Yeah, them looking for yeah. fake Undertaker or Undertaker, whichever one they were looking for. Well, at least this one has a logical start. I mean, Undertaker always trying to get his world title back. Right. Since 1992. He's fighting Yokoz- y- Yokozuna, y- right? Yokozuna. <laughs> right, at Royal Rumble. Yoka. N- Yoka. Yokozuna. He had built his own casket for him, a big one. There's a fatter casket for a fatter man. <laughs> exactly. And you need a big one. You can't oh, fit into the regular kind. You're a fat fuck, Yokozuna. I have made <laughs> the casket extra wide. Oh, yes. And a special order wood. Extra wood. <laughs> Please, extra sir. Extra wood, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guy, whatever you want. <laughs> anyway, at Royal Rumble 94, Undertaker's like handily kicking Yoko's ass because of, of course. course he is. He should have just won. <laughs> right. And this this is one of the most frustrating things to me. I was like, he's the fucking Undertaker. Yeah. He, he doesn't have trouble with fat guys. No, like, like what, never. What is this shit? He like, always beats fat guys. Yeah, and he wasn't having any trouble. No. But then <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and shiny shit and like Quang and all these losers come out like a bunch of fucking jobbers. Tenaru. Yeah. <laughs> Tenaru. Tenaru. Does he even work there? Great Kabuki, but he's like 81. Like, what is... His like <laughs> so chest is come. falling off. There's like... Diesel? Six, there's like 600 people. Bam, they all bam. come and they beat up Undertaker. The head shrinkers, yeah. Yeah. They beat him up, stuff him in a casket. Then there's a camera in the casket. Right. He dies on camera. And but, then Marty Jannetty right. flies through the ceiling to like, I don't know, like represent him or whatever <laughs> in the afterlife. The eternal flame of life. That cannot be extinguished. And then we never hear from him again, except that Japan tour, but we don't talk about that. And that, that, That's practically the other, the other realm right. for the Undertaker. Yeah, it's like Earth Realm or whatever. Yeah, that, that's like the Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah. shit. Like he's in the, that's where Shao Kahn lives yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, Undertaker's dead and uh, since January. But then around the, uh, the spring, early summer, people start to see the Undertaker in various... Uh, Small businesses such as delicatessens, right? Bakeries. It's amazing that that's how they chose. Why not other wrestling federations no. or something? No, he's just strolling in and getting a coffee from a right. donut shoppy. You know and what I mean? Is he like dressed like the Undertaker? Yeah. Or is he dressed like Mark Calloway? No, no he's dressed like the Undertaker. Oh, um, weird. 
This guy wants six dozen coffin-shaped donuts. Coffin-shaped donuts? I don't know if we have any coffin-shaped donuts. Then I thought, the A-clears, they're coffin-shaped. You know, he's ordering a pastrami on rye, you know, that <laughs> type of thing. And they're like, yeah, I saw The Undertaker. He was there. Then I turned around and he was gone. I thought and he doesn't eat because he's not living. He might be get, picking up something for Paul. Uh, that's true. Paul doesn't eat things. Or fun. Mrs. Undertaker. Is Mrs. Undertaker real? Why did they never introduce that character? He likes to keep it private. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's only so much of himself that he Sarah wants to Undertaker, really. Sarah Undertaker. That's later. Don't bring her up. Yeah. She that's- was never really on screen. Was she once? Maybe? Sarah Undertaker? Yeah, in like 01 or something. Just Remember the bri- DDP stalker briefly, angle? Briefly, yes. Did that make this list? It probably did. DDP uh, Undertaker? God. I never even got that. Whatever. Ugh, awful. Undertaker. Awful. There's some weird Undertaker feuds, huh? Yeah, most of them. Well, this one, not, <laughs> notwithstanding. Yeah. So anyway, WWF decides, you know what? Let's hire Leslie Nielsen to figure this shit out. But in the meantime, <laughs> right? Because why not? He's an actor. Good actor. Can, we, can I just say how great that is? I love him. That's like some Dungeon of Doom <laughs> yeah. level shit right it's there. It's good. You'd better tell the captain we've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Meanwhile, though, Ted DiBiase, no stranger to fucking, like, poking his nose into everything when he can, right? <sighs> yep. like, like, you like to point out. No, he's always he's involved. Got, Joe, he's got his fingers in absolutely everything that's going on right. in the World Federation of Wrestling. Even in 94, he's still doing that. So, he's like, you know what? I have a new corporation. I got Nikolai Volkov now. Yeah, uh, that makes it good. Yeah, it's real good. IRS is my friend, and I have uh, decided that I'm going to bring back the I've got the Undertaker. He's coming back. I'm going to bring him back. So they bring him back, and it's not the Undertaker. It's a fake Undertaker. Now, Shawn Michaels on the Heartbreak Hotel is like, yeah, I can't believe it in my own eyes. I don't believe a million dollar man. I wouldn't believe it unless I'd see it with my own eyes. But you've done it. Congratulations. Paul Barry, meanwhile, is like at a cemetery. He's like, no, he's here. It's like, no, what? No, that's not him. So was he dead? I don't understand. Why is he in the cemetery saying that? Or does think, he live there? I think he was like morphing out of being Marty Jannetty. Okay. I think it, take, it takes a couple months to like shake the Jannetty off you. Yeah, you know <laughs> so I mean? I've heard anyway. Yeah. So and, uh, he was uh, finally he came back. Take a medical procedure to shake the Jannetty off. In the off meantime, you. he was going to the deli to get <laughs> sandwiches and whatever he was doing. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> Trying to reassimilate himself, yeah. obviously, in a society. Is this Earth? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had memory had returned from like from yeah. Shadow Realm right, in Japan. Pers- yeah. I just flew back from Shadow Realm. Boy, my arms are tired. Paul Bear is like, no, it's not real. So DiBiase's like, yeah, I know, but I'm not going to tell you that I know. Like, what's the point of this? DiBiase knows it's not the real Undertaker, so what's he trying to accomplish? He doesn't want his golden goose, right? Maybe he Can I just ask that like in a serious question? Maybe he thinks if everyone thinks it's Undertaker, (laughs) they'll just get intimidated and go down to him. Yeah, (laughs) And he's wearing the Undertaker gear, just the old one. In absolute, yeah, well, that was the only one still, right? Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that he's still wearing the gray gear because there was no purple yet. That's true. But really, can I ask you a question? What's DiBiase's endgame here? He knows it's not the real Undertaker, Well, maybe he thinks that... So what DiBiase's endgame was, he thought the power of money would be more powerful than the power of the urn, maybe? Maybe he wanted to prove that point. But can I ask you a question again? Mm -hmm. Why is he acting like it's the real Undertaker when he knows it's not? Well, because he doesn't want to believe it's a fraud. He's like some people in the world who don't want to believe the truth and, like... He just makes it out to like, if I believe that this guy is the is the Undertaker, then everyone he, else will believe it. Everyone too. else will believe it. And then I'll have the power of the Undertaker. But what's he expecting to happen when Paul Bearer shows up with the real deal? Or does he think he won't show up? Well, why would you believe Paul Bearer if this Undertaker, he's got the real gear on? 
the gray gear. Well, I bet you can just buy that at a store somewhere, right? Or get it custom made. The new Maybe Undertaker has the purple gear on. I don't know anything we don't about know this that purple. Yet. I don't know anything about this purple gear. We don't know that the purple. What Do you I think mean- that was a mistake, by the way, just in a weird, like in a weird thing? Why would the new, uh, the new Undertaker should have the, the fake one? He should not have the magic But then he gear. would have immediately looked fake. They're like, oh, this guy's wearing purple. He's not real. I don't know about that, though. I think the new one should have come back with the... I mean, the regular one should have come back with gray also. It would have been fine. Yeah. It would have been okay. Purple, I don't like the purple. Purple era. It's a bad era. You don't it's like a, it. It's the one that doesn't win the King of the Ring. It's yeah. that era, like we talked about. So anyway, DiBiase's like, hi, of the Undertaker. Paul Bear's like, no, I do. Somehow they're going to wrestle. I guess they've I guess agreed to do wins, this. Whoever wins is it, the real Undertaker, right? Yeah, but that's not a that's a flawed premise because we know the real Undertaker Isn't already. That not even the stipulation. It's no, just it's like, not it's just the like stipulation. What Tony? Whoever fucking wins this is the real fucking Undertaker. Knowing Tony, he might have said that. Yeah, he was getting a little senile by ninety four. Yeah. So anyway, the Undertaker comes back uh, to fake to f- now. But meanwhile, meanwhile. The fake one is like wrestling on TV the whole time. And right, he's like fighting the he's fighting the fights. He's doing the job, right? And the Undertaker having no problem whatsoever with Tony DeVito. I don't have a problem with this fake Undertaker, but he's clearly not the real one. I'm just happy to see the Undertaker again. It's the new Undertaker. Yeah. It's not really him. Is he really not the Undertaker? No, he doesn't look see, like I'm him. I'm getting really. so confused. We've gone full circle here. He looks like Brian Lee to me. Are you sure about that? Yeah, a little bit. Fake crush, whatever his name. Or whatever. Fake crush. Yeah, fake crush. (laughs) So anyway, he did get into a movie, The Fake Undertaker. That's true. The fight crush. See, uh, people were lining up. Maybe this this fake Undertaker was a little more open. Maybe the, yeah. He's open to movie deals and stuff. The the Bollywood producers. came calling. And they're like, oh, that's the real Undertaker, right? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Sure. My name's Mark also. Hi, I'm Mark. And anyway, Undertaker comes back. Uh, The urn's a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like a flashlight urn at SummerSlam, and it's very That's weird. True. And Paul Bearer's like, look at it. And then <laughs> the Undertaker <laughs> comes back, and the match is really bad. Yeah. And Vince is like, oh, do my you, God. Do you expect it to be good? No, no. This of course was, not. To me, this is like an Andre Hogan I'm situation. I'm fine with it. Like, it's, it's, it's a, we just need to advance the story. Like, <laughs> Listen, I watched SummerSlam 94, as, as everyone that knows me knows. You know, when it happened on pay-per-view, I'm a big Bret Hart fan, right? But what match do you think I was most excited for? Undertaker versus Undertaker, of Everyone course. Everyone was. It was I, very novel. I remember renting the taping excited for I was like, exactly. this, this sounds insane, right? And it like, was. The power of the Undertaker versus another Undertaker. Two like Undertakers? It, I didn't know anything about the canon when I was watching this. All I knew from what they I knew from what they told me on the tape, like Leslie Nielsen been looking for him for months. He's and, been trying. Like was that real how long was that? Because I, oh, I at wasn't least on a, the day to At least a month that. or two. Yeah, I remember them okay. being on in the summer. Okay. I remember all that. Because... I, I thought that that was like been going on since Marty Gennetti or something. No, no, no. Like, it was maybe June or July. I can't remember. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really excited about this too. And But here's the thing is like, I really actually think that the million dollar man aspect of it, it like weakens of course the fake it Undertaker. Does, because like, like as a kid, here's the thing. As an adult, you realize, okay, money does have power. But as a kid, you're like, it's not as powerful as spooky earn shit right like, you know what i mean true and also teddy biasi was shitty in 94 that's true it's not like he's good as a manager <laughs> yes, wasn't as good. but it makes him look dumb yeah <laughs> the windbreaker makes him look less it's su- real less successful than he used to be or something mm-hmm. i'm not kidding he looks you like- aren't you aren't <laughs> like, kidding remember when bobby wore the windbreaker in 93 yeah, same he looked, concept he made him look fatter 
raw like yeah because then it like rolls up on on dibiase's shirt and you're like it rolled up on bobby too sometimes you see his flab underneath i didn't like it i mean anyway the match happens i like the finish i like that the the fake undertaker goes for the tombstone the other one like flips over Mm -hmm. nails it puts him in a casket we never hear from this idiot again as far as i know anyway now i gotta say this it doesn't really make sense now i know before you because once again Paul Bearer knows it's not the real Undertaker That's that DiBiase fine. has, right? Yeah, but DiBiase's Undertake- a fuck. Like, he I know he's does. a fuck, but he can be a fuck with anyone. Like, yeah. he doesn't need a fake Undertaker to be a fuck. He also brought in the Undertaker. If you, I know they the, they use that, but that, that, that's part of it. Yay! It's one thing before the fake Undertaker debuts, and DiBiase is like, "I bought the Undertaker," and you're like, "Oh, what an asshole!" Yeah, shit. But then when he has the Undertaker, and it's clearly not the real thing. Where's the heat anymore? Is it like only one Undertaker is allowed to do the undertaking in the WWF? Of course, yeah. There's only one. It's a job for one man, you know? So it was really a battle to see who was going to be the better Undertaker. Right. And clearly the original one won out. Is that what it is? Maybe it's also, you know what they should have said? And maybe they said this on the TV. I don't know. But DBS should have literally said at some point, he's like, I brought you in. And I can take you out, or like, you know what I mean? He might have. He that, may have. Like, why did they not go with that a little bit more? Like, I don't lean into that because there was the history. They yeah. might have, Quinn. I don't remember. Remember, Shawn Michaels, I'm the one who brought the Undertaker to the World Wrestling Federation the first time, and I am the one who has brought him back. Either way, I, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't hate it. No. Do you? I don't absolutely detest it, but I also think it's like, it's really corny it's in, corny. Ret- in yeah. retrospect. It's dumb. It's novel. It's funny. It's like, oh, remember when there were two Undertakers and they fought? Like, ha. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Nevertheless, it was uh, very bizarre. Short, though. It wasn't, you know, two months. It was whatever. It had stars in it, like Leslie Nielsen. He's great. I mean, Surely. It, that's huge. Yes. That's a huge factor in its favor. It is. Yeah. All right. Rank? Yeah, let's rank it. I'm going to run them down for you one more time, folks. Number one, the Gang Wars, you know, with the fake uh, Undertaker. Number two, <laughs> uh, Giant Gonzalez versus Real Undertaker. With the, with the Real Undertaker, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Number three, LOD versus Fake Demolition. No Undertaker. No involved. Undertaker, involved. but Fake Crush. Yeah. And, <laughs> and number four, Hogan versus The Dungeon. Which, if if Undertaker was in WCW, he probably would have been involved in that, In The too. Dungeon of Doom, yeah. yeah. So, Quinn, the uh, Millionaire's Club versus The New Blood. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you. It's worse than Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom. Well, of course it is, because Hogan versus Dungeon of Doom is good. It has entertainment value. Yeah. The, the New Blood new versus Blood the... New Blood was mo- literally like one of the reasons I stopped watching Right, WCW. me too. That's, pretty, that's not well, saying Because how many worked shoot promos can you hear from people? Like, Bro! Yeah, and I don't need to hear what Kurt Hennig thinks about like the company or something. Jeff whatever Jarrett's it is. the leader. Yeah, come on! <laughs> Anytime Jeff... Any, all you have to say is Jeff Jarrett's the leader. That's, <laughs> that's like... Then you know. You know, I shouldn't be watching this. Right. right? Like, you know. It was just a bad time in WCW. It really was. Uh, it's upsetting because they were doing so good they had had some, even they had some success. Even even some of the earlier Russo WCW, it didn't make me change the like. I watched it. I you know what I'm say saying. The, the one where all the belts leave or whatever. Stop when, that one. That episode. That's is, the one I'm talking about. Where they come out, they're like everything's vacant. Yeah, that's the, not good. The first episode, no, but it's the, poor. The, the episode itself is not bad. It's, it's I know what that. comes afterwards. Yes, I know. All That's right. all I'm saying. So Hogan and Dungeon is protected here. It moves down. Hogan and Dungeon's safe. Yeah, of course. LOD demos. I mean, we've talked about that. It was just disappointing. New Blood's worse than that. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I'm sorry. LOD just, demos just, is bad, but it's not 
I it's mean, not offensive. It's just a well, waste. It's offensive. It's, <laughs> it's not. Don't it's not short, sugarcoated here. Don't shortchange it now. Um, <laughs> All right. It's, well, it's fucking offensive. To well, me. What makes the Millionaire's Club versus New Blood worse than LOD demos? That it's like one of the contributing factors to a company like sucking ass. Okay. Like, it's not like the whole company hinged on LOD versus Demolition. No, it certainly didn't. Yeah. What about Gonzalo's Undertaker? I mean, that's just a poor feud in terms of promos and match quality. I agree. But um, is it worse than like the main angle running through WCW for three months? No, again, because it's a sub thing. It's not even like a main event at anything. True. Yeah. Right. And it was over. Yeah. I'm not saying it was good. Well, no, SummerSlam 93 was over. It wasn't over with me. The paying customer. Yeah. Tough customer. Yeah. All right. It ain't worse than the Gang Wars, or is it? Gang Wars is ass. Because the Gang Wars is like no the Gang one, Wars is like no one cared. F- this is like three months. This is Gang Wars is fucking endless. I hate it. <laughs> and I, also, no one cared. I hate it so much. <laughs> I know. I can't stand the Gang Wars. I know. I think I'm with you though. But Millionaires Club versus New Blood goes to number two. Yeah. So, but number two though, where it's not worse than Gang Wars. It's not worse than Gang Wars well, because okay. Gang Wars just Gang Wars is instant channel change why this is, is this is like i'm thinking there's about intrigue it. yeah i'm thinking about changing the channel it's got hulk hogan in it yeah good wrestlers true. at least that's true you don't get that same feeling out of uh jesus castillo no or skull <laughs> i mean uh, if, if remember skull if it had like mac rivera in it maybe i would um right we'll be maybe talking it about could that. be number two instead but. or to, or a jose estrada classic yeah but not june <laughs> i would have just loved it if it literally was like johnny rods yeah. tony cologne Mac Rivera, Mac Rivera, and Jose Estrada. Yeah, that right? would to me that that should have been Los Bariquas. Like it would have been amazing, the best Los Bariquas. That would have been incredible. I'm, I'm, they all are all, all Puerto Rican too, we, aren't they? Can we fucking retcon that shit? Can anyone? Oh my god! Can we do that? That is the real. Can somebody like? Are we um, allowed to do that? Can somebody like make like a Los Bariquas poster, but get? Glamour shots of fucking Tony Clone and all those guys. Glamour shots. You know, them just like looking or something. Looking like, mean. Looking mean. Stern. Like all four of them. Yeah. Just put Los Bariquas. Like, Hell yeah. Did Los Bariquas have like a logo? No. Like, of some kind? They had nothing of any interest and uh, it's a shame because they're all pretty decent. Man. That's the problem. That would have been a fucking stable right there. It would have been, and Michael. even if Johnny Ross is too old, maybe he's like the Conan figure like in a cane like sitting. And like guiding them. You know, Conan died in Lucha Underground. What are you talking about? That anyway, never happened. So, Gang War stays number one. Okay. Undertaker, Undertaker. I think it's very analogous to Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom. Yes, very much. It's very silly. It's stupid. Now, it's not as long as Hogan Dungeon. It doesn't even have the charm of Hogan Dungeon. That's the other. I was going to say, like, Hogan Dungeon, look, it's stupid. It meanders on for a long time. Kind of like this segment. Whoops. Sorry. Whoops. But there's a purpose. The purpose is the the wizard. Whoops. Is it, no, the master mm-hmm. wants to take over Hulk. He hates it. He, he hates, hates it. Hulk Hogan. all that time when he lost with the with powers Kamala, of pain. Right? Kamal, whatever he was. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And, and it's, Ke- it's like two seconds. And Kevin Sullivan's like, yeah, I don't like him either. You're right. Yeah. And they get everyone. Who would have thought that Curtis Ikea, that hey, a couple times or whatever, he that would him. piss him off hates him. so much. And uh, Kevin he'd find Yetis and yeah, like and he'd find Kamala right and bring him back giant haystack Zeus even yeah this, this is good people. this is this is an amazing the, the thing. things we're saying are good the thing that's amazing <laughs> about it is the continuity Hogan has a sword at points in this like he does you're not gonna fuck with this feud they you shave see- his mustache off when does that right, happen in right Hulk right Hogan feud? he's got a black like hood on and Kevin he's Kevin got- dresses like a lady I mean are you really gonna tell me this isn't good are yeah. you serious it's like Evad. At the well, beginning. I mean, we got we have limits, Quinn. At the beginning, 
So Hogan versus Dungeon, as far as I'm concerned, moves down to number six. Like, that's not going anywhere. That, sure. That's not getting bumped. No. Undertaker, Undertaker is, um, it's better than LOD Demolition. Mm. Bold statement. Whoops. LOD versus Demolition was something that fans yeah. of both promotions were waiting for for a couple of years. They finally do it, and it's got crush in it. And then sometimes when actually- How the hell is this crush? <laughs> He's all over all of this. He's a bad- He's fucking everywhere, wrestler. man. Is he in the new blood, too? <laughs> no. Ah. Nevertheless. LOD versus Demolition, that should have been good. Undertaker versus Undertaker shouldn't have been. No. It's it, not like there's any preconceived notions here. Oh, Vince McMahon thought it would be really good. Titan thought it would be good. <laughs> yeah, Titan. I say Undertaker, Undertaker stays uh, right above Hogan Dungeon. Do you really think it's worse than LOD Demolition? If you do, tell me why. I mean, it's I, I it's can't cool. think of a reason why. Right. Either. It, uh, it was okay. only one match. Okay. Let's, you know. let's do that then. This wasn't what I was expecting. I don't know why. I thought the Undertaker versus Undertaker would be up higher, but I guess not. Maybe like near Gonzalez Undertaker. Well, in my mind, it was like, you know, Undertaker Undertaker only had one match. Uh-huh. It was the main event of a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It had a logical ending. It wasn't good, obviously. I'm not dumb. I don't think it was good. It definitely, <laughs> I, de- I think de- definitely having um, Leslie Nielsen helped, it helped its... When- helped its um, status here there's interviews with people from delis and bakeries and stuff you can't go wrong there's the, vignettes yeah, there's vignettes yeah the right I, guy, I seriously can't deny that right like, and the right guy won the yeah. real undertaker won we never hear from the fake one for a couple of years he forms a motorcycle gang later yeah with crush but that's later so for the time being all was right in the world yeah, was the just on an aside yeah here, aside. since we're we're early here um you yeah, early the undertaker versus undertaker what's better that or the Kane versus Kane? Feud? Oh, I think this is better because Kane's hair is stupid when he comes the fake Kane. The fake Kane. The fluffy hair. Yeah. And then remember he throws him out the door. The door part's my favorite part though. Yeah, he just throws him out the door. And, and he's gone. It's great. And then he becomes the fucking guy in the in the tag team or whatever. The tag team guy. And, and the guy wasn't smart. Yes, Festus. Yeah. Uh so anyway, that said, we're keeping him here. I I, mean, I think LOD Demolition is such ass that it doesn't deserve to, like, it's worse. I right. really think LOD Demolition is such a disappointment and, like, a an inconsequential, here's Crush, and then, like, here's the Warrior teaming up with the Road Warriors sometimes, and <sighs> yeah. we fucked this up. Okay, this, I'm good with this list. All right, cool. Let, let's, let's, let's cement it in the flush ranking. Let's here. get that cement out. All right, folks, so at number one is still the Gang Wars. We have a new number two, very fittingly. It's the Millionaire's Club versus the New Blood. It sucks. It stinks. <laughs> Three, Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker. Four is the LOD versus Demolition. Five, Newcomer, Undertaker versus Undertaker. And thankfully, still number six at the bottom where it belongs. Hulk Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom. The best of the worst, Quinn. There's no way around it. The best of the worst. Love it. Always will be. Folks, let us know what you think. If you agree or disagree, let us know where, who, what, when, and why. Do that over on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, it's superstars are rustling here to uh, kick off a new year and finish 1990. Very rustle. A lot of rustling. It's uh, WBF superstars coming up right after this. wrestling fans it's time to shout out our friends of the show now these are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling kind of like ovp let's start with the best of southern fried wrestling we're talking filthy we're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast we're talking about booking the territory where you will get your fix of the nwa each week and then for a whimsical journey led by one man pete winson 
check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF, it might be WCW, it could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and Greetings from Allentown. All right, folks, this week I'm here to announce the main event for SummerSlam, which, frankly, I, I don't understand all that much, but according to this piece of paper I got directly from President Jack Tunney's office, the main event is listed right here. Are you ready for this? The Undertaker, the man you just saw, the man from the dark side, standing at 6 feet, 10 and a half inches tall, over 300 pounds, featured in the main event, taking on The Undertaker. This is mind-boggling. Can you believe this? Two Undertakers. I mean, I guess there are two because one guy couldn't be in the ring all by himself. This is going to be an absolutely awesome matchup. The Undertaker against The Undertaker. Uh, again, I'm a little embarrassed to say I don't know a whole lot about it. I am excited. It certainly is a first in the World Wrestling Federation. I am a cat. I am a cat. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Happy New Year. It is episode 206. And Quinn, we wanted to do a New Year's episode of Superstars, uh, which is funny here. Very New Year's. So, okay. Folks, we're doing, a for the second week in a row, WBF Superstars, our comfort zone. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little comfort so rare. Very rare that we do we a back-to-back. never do it two in a row like And the this. same program. WWE Superstars. Now, why do we do this? Well, it was Quinn's idea. Quinn, there's a specific reason uh, that you wanted to do this. And before we get into it, you want to tell me why you wanted well, to do this? I always thought, personally, I like this this era for no reason, other than just because the Hunky Tunky yes. is on commentary. Yes. And I always found that, like, very bizarre. Yes. And I fully expect that, like, Nothing at all will happen in this end of the year episode, <laughs> yeah. but I guess we'll see. Right. Um, but that's really why I picked it generally was just because Honky is, is Honky. on commentary. That's weird to me. Honky Tonk Man, folks, had a very brief stint as the color commentator with Piper and Vince uh, in December of 90, which leaked into 91 by incident. He didn't tape it in 91. I don't think he did like two I'm tapings. Sure all of this was taped at once. Yeah. And then and they said you sucked and they just never, and he left. He just like, left the company. I want more money or whatever. Um, and anyway. This aired on December 29th, 1990, and before we get into it, I just want to remind everyone of the period of time we're in. We are about a month after Survivor Series, and we are in the run-up now to the Royal Rumble, so things are changing. You know, the wheels are in motion for 1991. November of 90 kind of ended on a... It, this is a weird. 90s a weird, the end of 90, because it's like the golden era is kind of gone now. Yeah. Warriors champion. Savage is like, they're like, oh, we're going to make him good again. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They just they they restart Randy Savage. They re, they restart him. Hogan's like title wave still, like still uh, <sighs> horrible. The Undertaker has debuted already, obviously, mm -hmm. and Dusty Rhodes is feuding with DiBiase. But not only that, the DiBiase Virgil stuff is starting up. So we're kind of saying goodbye to some of the 1990 tropes and and mainstays mm -hmm. like Dusty right. and things like that. We're looking ahead to 91, and generally in December, nothing matters. You yeah, and I know this. Usually in the World Federation, this is when they are like, we don't care. Right. We're t we've taped a bunch of shit in advance for the holidays so we can have a little time off. Exactly. We uh, we really don't care. We don't care. So we're going to see what happens, folks. It is WWF Superstars, December the 29th, 1990. Uh, and we get that lightning Ultimate Warrior intro. Quinn, what are your thoughts on this opening? I hate this opening. Like a lot. This warrior is like so powerful or something with laser eyes. This like never happened on the show. Like, remember when the warrior incinerated a guy with his laser eyes because i don't 
Like, what is this from? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand that intro either. I do know that uh, the song under it is very similar to his song. It's just, I think it just is his song. Like, just like a little more like rockier or something. Anyway, we're here at the Sun Dome, home of the 1995 Royal Rumble, in case you care. It is Vince McMahon welcomes us, powder blue suit, and like we mentioned, along with Roddy Piper and the Honky Tonk Man. Welcome, everyone, to the superstars of wrestling. I'm Vince McMahon, along with Rowdy, Roddy Piper, and the Honky Tonk Man, and we're just about ready to celebrate the new year. And they're both very festively dressed for the new year, Michael. <laughs> yeah, and the worst green screen possible, by the way. Did you notice that? It was, like, very bad. This era of, I don't know what it is, like, sometimes it looks okay in the 80s. I think they get way too fancy with they it. Try- it's about, like, 89. They start, like, really pushing it. like With the trickery? No, like, here's the thing. You know when you know they're, like, pushing it too hard is when they, like, move it around like they pan down onto them. Yeah, it like, looks horrible. It's, it's like, no, just please, the perspective's all effed yep. up. It should really be there for like like non-moving, just them talking. We just need a little something in a the little, background. Yeah, to like, set the ambiance or whatever. Right, like, we don't do, need to really act like they're there with like pan shots. I shouldn't shots. see below their waist. Definitely, that's too far Nipple. Now. I shouldn't see below their, Nipple. their head. Like, their head? Like, I just want a mean, big tight like, shot like, of their... Right at their neck. Like, that's where it should cut off. Okay. Maybe their shoulders in view. But, mm-hmm. like, if you go... If you show any more of them, that's where the, the green screen looks all screwed up. I agree. Up. And where like, are they supposed to be? Where are they supposed to be in the arena when they do this? They're, they're usually... Where like, are they? That's the other problem, usually. It's like, here's the thing, is that it started, Joe, when they first started doing it. It was like that they're... All, it's replacing on them platform. on that platform. Yeah, I know. Like, they were in, like, the 1987 Yes, correct. Right? But the it, problem is, is like as it evolved, they started like <laughs> being like, like like they were like hanging from yeah, the ceiling. Like, where are they putting this camera when they get this crowd shot? Where is that they camera? They started to like not think about like where the fuck. The thing yeah, is. it's like, real because somebody had to go make the establishing shot for the CG. Yes, and it's like they just never even thought about it. Correct. It's I don't annoying. like it. Anyway, Piper makes a Forty Second Street joke about Honky. Remember, nineteen ninety. It's not a good time there. Uh, we go to ringside where. Mr. Perfect enters with Bobby Heenan, and I don't get this either, Quinn. Yeah. Vince says this is Perfect's first appearance on Superstar. What, you, what? what was he trying to I, say? I, all I had to say was, huh? Mr. Perfect making his first appearance here on the Superstars of Wrestling. And- uh, then he walks up to George Steinbrenner shaking his hand. Look at that. So I guess he just got done filming that instant replay <laughs> shit. For, I'm, I guarantee you that's why he's here. In 90? Yeah, I guarantee well, he's you. He's in they, Tampa. I mean, that's where he's from, right? This is like the only... He wasn't going to travel. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're, they're coming to him. So I guarantee you this is exactly what was going on. They did it. They probably did it in the back, too. Maybe. Inconclusive, my eye. Yeah. Uh, it's like, George, could just come to the wrestling show. You can watch the matches. Okay. And, and then we'll film this thing for WrestleMania. And he's like, okay. And then that, that was sure. like, I'm, I guarantee you that's how they did it. Probably. They had it in a can for like three months. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Turkey, chili, and a bowl made out of bread. Bread bowl, George. You eat the chili, then you eat the bowl. Nothing more satisfying than looking down after lunch and seeing just a table. Anyway, Perfect has a blue singlet on. He's facing Rico Frederico, if you care. Who kind of looks like Dean Malenko, suave edition. Yes, and he, I could see it. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, Joey Morello is going to be the referee, by the way. Leapfrog and a drop kick by Rico. Perfect sent out of the ring. Bobby runs over with his black warm-up suit, giving Perfect some encouragement. Back in, corner whip is reversed by Rico, charging a kick by Perfect. Big clothesline. Why is Rico like a big hero, by the way? I think this is a Mr. Perfect match thing. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I need to sell and look cool and stuff. And so he lets the guy get offense, but he's forgetting that it's fucking superstars. <laughs> It's like, this is the show that's all about just kicking ass. Quickly, too, by the I, way. I 
actually say your match stinks on superstars if you let them get too much offense. Well, you know what, Quinn? Okay. That's mm-hmm. what the MO of this show is. It's like quick, just we're gonna have nine matches on this <laughs> yeah, somehow <laughs> yeah. in like forty-four minutes. Yeah, they do it. They've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Irish Whip head down kick by Perfect, and then we get an insert of Perfect saying, "Nineteen ninety-one will be a perfect year. Perfect. I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble." No, <laughs> just now. But he should have Quinn. Remember, he should always have won the Royal Rumble and been the world champion. If Hulk Hogan's in it, you're not winning. That's <laughs> how it works. That's who John does. Yeah. Anyway, rope choking by Perfect. Piper calls Honky. Uh, hey, Honker. Just shut up, Piper. Hey, Honker. <sighs> Whole show. Honker. Vince calls him Honker sometimes, too. Piper thinks he's funny with his nickname. Grr. <laughs> yeah, but fucking Vince is in on this one, too. Vince is like stoned or something this episode. What is with him in this one? I, it's You'll see it. you later, it's folks. It's like they, they fit all this shit in. They're tired, it. I They're think. They're all like, I need to go back to Linda Piper's. Like, I need to go back to the apartment in New Jersey or wherever Scotland. he lives. Scotland, obviously, Quinn. No, no. He said I know. On, on, on interviews, oh, we lived in uh, <laughs> I know. we lived in like Woodbridge or something. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. And Honky's got to go back to Graceland. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, with Peggy yeah. Sue. Because that uh-huh. makes sense. Standing drop pick by Perfect. Big back body drop. Perfect Plex, which uh, Mr. Perfect dedicates to Steinbrenner. One, two, three, that'll do it. Pretty much a perfect squash. And Steinbrenner liked that Perfect Plex, Quinn. Now, is Steinbrenner a heel in WWF canon? Because he's like, he loves Mr. Perfect here. Isn't he just a heel in any canon? It's George Steinbrenner. He's a heel in Yankees canon. But he turned face at the end when he was older, remember? That remember? Yeah, like they were like uh, he turned face in like '08 or something, like before he died. Real. Yeah, for a yeah, couple years he was face. The Yankees portrayed him as as a heel forever. Like it's it's totally true because they wanted to make him like a big badass. Like they're like, oh, he he's ruthless and he's gonna make he's gonna do whatever it takes for the Yankees to win, and that's a quality, right? Yeah, it's even like, though it took him like 20 years to do that again. Right, <laughs> exactly. Know? But then around like. I would say oh, like, when the new stadium came about, right? Yeah, like when Hal and Hank started when, running shit. When that shit. stupid music came, dun, 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 dun. like to me, that's the mark of like George Steinbrenner, that guy. Fans come fans? to Yankee Stadium for your koozie day or whatever. Like, <laughs> Two dollar Dunkin' Donut gift card day was like, my favorite. George Steinbrenner will be here and he will shake the hands of all the children. Come now. Yankees, the sound of excellence. It's like that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And then remember, they're like, he does charity secretly. Yeah. Like, they, they, they would like yell it on the. On when the his Yankeeography came yeah. out, they're like, no, he's really good. Yeah. Like, this was, uh, this is all part of the face turn. This is all real, folks. Yeah. I'm not making any of this up. Uh, but anyway, it's time for update from the pages of the WWF magazine. Mean Gene is in the All American Center here to recap the latest goings on with Dusty and Dustin Rhodes. Then we see last week on Brother in Love where Dustin is at this point in his career 100% doing an impression of his dad. Can't give me some Virgil. Blood is thicker than water. What the hell was this? <laughs> it's I, very dusty. I was very confused, but I, like I never even knew he talked like this. Only in like this chunk of his career, I think, in I, WWF. For like three weeks? Yes. Because he, this match happened and then he never showed up again. <laughs> Let's get out of here. And then we cut to Ted DiBiase, who's <laughs> shittily laying on a massage table in the locker room. Over. God, he's such an asshole <laughs> right now. Like, like This right. dusty feud has no reason to happen. He's remember? just such a dick. He's such an ass. It's still going since like SummerSlam. <laughs> all because of the sapphire coat. And all he's this shit. so mean. He <laughs> picks on his son. Like, what the hell? The thing is, as we go through this episode, there's like other things he's like messing around in. This is the height of DiBiase's fingers and everything. He's so jerky, I know. Yeah. <laughs> A little more to the left, Virgil. You say, Dusty Rhodes, that blood is thicker than water. 
well, that may well be. And you may have a wonderful relationship with your son. Um, so anyway, he's like, yeah, blood is thicker than water, but a bond thicker than blood is cold, hard cash. And then he cuts his usual asshole promo while sneaking in a few jabs at Virgil. That's Wait, very why? interesting, Quinn. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. He then has Virgil to clean between his toes, you know, the fungus or whatever. This is to prove that, like, money is better or right. something. And Virgil kind of glares at DiBiase, who's just living it up over there, you know. Cackle, cackle, cackle. <laughs> I love this shit. No, DiBiase is such a good heel, man. He's <laughs> like an asshole. It, what an asshole. Somebody was saying on the boards recently, like, who was the worst heel in 90? Like, yeah, and, and like, there was a lot of consideration thrown at DiBiase. I said, I said Savage, because he's, like, the ultimate, the like, just lingering around, but, like... The Quaker. Yeah. And DiBiase is like consistently just a dickhead. DiBiase is like a real asshole. Yeah. Like here's the thing is all the few, the other stuff we listed, DiBiase is probably involved in that shit somehow. In some way, shape or form, he's involved in the Savage Roads feud. Yep. He pokes mm. into it. You he know what I mean? He also funds Brother Love, who is also involved in the Savage. Right. The, <laughs> right. The reason Brother Love has a damn show is because of DiBiase. Right. Which is also the Earthquake Hogan thing. Yeah, A lot of stuff going on there. It's uh, DiBiase, via the Brother Love show, that is like actually one of his like use his yes. how he uses his powers right he does his powers yeah well, let's go back to mean gene who promises he's gonna be interviewing sergeant slaughter later on in the arena mm -hmm. that's great i can't wait for that uh, we go to break and we come back where bob bradley is introduced he's still here yes oh himself with the greasy hair he's looking like 1997 leaf cassidy with he, that look i gotta say he's still he's not in crappy shape yet, nah though. man i mean he, he was a bodybuilder he's an eight-year veteran of this company quinn like don't fuck with bob bradley he's won matches folks he's good <laughs> I can't believe Craney didn't survive this long. It's upsetting. <sighs> I know. I wish Craney was still around. It's yeah. great. Anyway, Tugboat enters to keep his shitty career going. Why? Bob Bradley attacks from behind because he's amazing. Crafty veteran. <laughs> Very crafty. Big rights and left by Bradley. Uh, Mike Kyoto's a ref in short sleeves. Don't like it. Bradley off the ropes. Shoulder block goes nowhere. Come on, Bo! I, <laughs> it's, I wanted it. Now, if you're not familiar with the 83 cannon, we call him Bo, or Quinn does. He's got me doing it now. That's his name. Bob Bradley was dropped off uh, in 1992 by Larry Sharp. Yep. Wrestled Promptly, him. his ass was whooped by Larry Sharp. By Larry the Sharp. And then Larry Sharp was like, okay, bye, kid. And yeah. He, like, never came back, but Bo here... He's gutted it out, man. He's never left since, like, 83. He's, He's like, on a lot of episodes of TV. And we hated him for the first, like, year, and then we're like, why is he amazing? And he grew on us. He's a heel jobber that poses, and he thinks he's good, and he almost never wins. Right. But well, he, he has won. It's happened. We've seen yeah. it at the Cap Center. Yeah. That's where... That's where jobbers like, win. This is people like Bob Bradley go to win. And yeah. Craney. Anyway, he tries a body press, but tugo Tugboat easily catches and tosses him away. Big fat elbow misses. Good. And Bradley tries to hammer away. Rope choke there, but we now get an unfortunate insert promo from Tugboat. Like, seriously, he sounds like rental Hulk. Like, life preservers, boats, Royal Rumble, brother. Like, the Royal Rumble. 30 of the roughest, toughest men in the WWF. And right now, I'd like to take this time to apologize to all my friends. That includes you, Holster. Because it's every man for himself. He's horrible. Needs to go be a typhoon. So much better. Yeah. Tugger with a corner whip, big clothesline, body slam, big fat splash, gets a win for Tugboat. Poor Bo. I know. He should have won that. Tugboat. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Vince mentions uh, Andre the Giant will unfortunately not be rustling in the Royal Rumble due to an injury in Japan. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. That's not even... Real. So they promoted Andre very briefly to be in the Rumble for 91. Now, mind you, we haven't seen him on TV, you know, in the WWF since WrestleMania 6. I don't think it has anything to do with an injury. I think it has to do with, A, Andre, like, couldn't wrestle anyway, but he did, like, tags and stuff. But 
I think um, he got into a bit of a money dispute with Vince, which is why, if you recall, Quinn, he popped up over in Herb Abrams' UWF right, right around this time. To get Vince to like pay up Powell. And then he did, because yeah. he brought him back in time for WrestleMania. And Andre said, I will only come back to the greatest wrestling in the world today, and that is universal. And folks, I feel thrilled and honored to have the giant with me, the one and only true giant. What kind of money was Andre demanding in 1991? Maybe Vince was just being an a-hole. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be, wouldn't be past him, right? But you maybe, gotta think. Maybe tried to give him, like, less than he was used to. Yeah, maybe. It was one of those. Maybe. It's like, oh, you're not going to do anything. And he's like, well, I'm Andre the freaking giant. If you like, want me, pay me. Yeah, exactly. I, I If I'm coming to you asking for a job, it's one thing. But if Vince is like, I want you. Right. Andre's like, I don't need the money. Right, I have right. like, a fucking like mansion in Georgia or whatever it is. Like, it's real. He likes like, it there. He's got like this vast amount of property. He doesn't need to be like right. doing this anymore. It's one thing if he's crawling to Vince and he's like, right. Vince, do you have anything? And Vince is like, yeah, I'll pay you this. Okay. Yeah. But if Vince is like, hey, pal, you want to come here? Yeah. All right. And Vince is like, no. Well then, okay, no. Yeah, so I'm not getting out of my chair for this. Like, <laughs> right. Fuck this. I'm gonna go sit in Georgia and have fun. You gotta think though, Quinn. In all absolute seriousness, since the '91 Rumble is utterly meaningless in terms of who wins, I bet you Andre would have won. Yeah, maybe. So. Seriously, that does explain why like Hulk randomly won yeah. two years in a row. Yep. You gotta think Andre would have won because a, it's hard to throw him over the top rope maybe, by, by '91. Seriously. Yeah. It also it also is dependent if Andre is actually anything at this point. Yeah, I know. I don't think he would have. I don't think it would have been good. But any Honky says Andre and injured. He's just afraid. Which the irony is that Honky was also supposed to be in that rumble <laughs> and wasn't. Uh, so anyway, we get a replay of the finish, and Honky's like, "I'd shake, rattle, and roll that fat boy." <laughs> I love him. I couldn't. I actually like burst, burst out laughing like for real during when he just said that because he said fat boy which yeah. is a very funny one well the fact that he's willing to put down tugboat that badly like on like on commentary that's like probably one of the reasons why he didn't stick around <laughs> to be fair tugboat sucks i know but really bad you're supposed to be hyping you're, everyone you right? should be a quick bumper for the royal rumble saturday january 19th and quinn what this weird mild version of the theme song is used what is this it's crappy it's like the muppet babies version of the rumble it's like literally like baby theme version what was that i've never heard that play like this even if vince is talking or whatever i'll put it in right now you gotta drop it in here it is there's going to be a rumble the royal rumble saturday night january 19 only on pay-per-view 30 of the toughest world wrestling federation superstars battle it out in a match where it's every man for himself there are no allies only enemies it's friend versus friend i have no idea what version of that theme is it's so weird i never want to hear it again it's awful anyway back to ringside where a very dorky team of jim evans and sonny blaze are introduced and their opponents i love this making their debut with a special song, by the way, more on that. It's the Nasty Boys. That's awesome. Yeah, what is this theme? They had <laughs> other music? I don't know. I, I, I have never heard. This is a, two weird things in a row, <laughs> music things in a row right here. They're like, yo, with a Nasty Boy, hop, go. Like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> it's like a rap. With the Nasty Boys. Hi, I just discovered this new thing called Google. It's on the internet. If you type stuff into it, you can find things out. Amazing, right? Anyway, this is called the Nasty Rap, and it was also used in New Japan. But, what the fuck do I know? I'm just a robot voice. And 
Now, I love, Quinn, how Vince literally yanked these guys from WCW as quick as humanly possible. Like, they were literally just at Halloween Havoc or something. I have no <laughs> idea why they were so... Like, I know they ended up being pretty good, but it was just... They, these guys specifically... I love how weird, he... weird... Like, why? I think because he could. I think he's like, oh, they don't have contracts over there? Let's just take them. Fuck it. But what was it about them that was so special? Unique him? look? Yeah, I guess. Right? I mean, no one looked like that in WWF. Yeah. Uh, this is weird. Vince calls Sags... Skaggs. There's a look at Skaggs. Skabs? What's his name? No, no, that's Skaggs. Skaggs. What kind of name is that? Skaggs, not Skaggs. And it's not a mistake either. He like keeps calling him Skaggs. Yeah. Like I, I, so I'm very confused at this point. I was like, is this like an abandoned right. name or something? And Honky's like, no, his name is Snags. And then Piper and Vince are like, no, it's Skaggs. It's Skaggs. And meanwhile, Fink butts him with a voiceover. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> oh, it's Skaggs. Yeah, Skaggs. What are you talking about? I'm and so confused. Danny Davis is a ref, and even he's like not talking. It's very strange. Anyway, Skaggs uh, goes to work here on Sunny Blaze. Pump handle slammed by Skaggs. Insert promo. From Jimmy and the Nasties. Jimmy is already way too proud. Of They're the best, baby. Nasty boys. I love them. I'm a face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's ridiculous. Remember last week when he's like, Honky, you're so good at guitar or whatever? Yeah, he's so good. He loves everyone. He's the best. Anyway. Oh, my God. Him and Honky are like the most Dream insane, pairing, sh- right? insane shit ever. And Rougeau. All of his pairings are good for the most part, right? (sighs) Uh, Anyway, they yell about being nasty. Yeah, we're nasty. We're here. Back to ringside. Beal tossed by Sags. As finally, Honky's like, hey, now I gotta correct y'all. It's actually Sags. Thank you. And I don't get why they made a gimmick out of getting his name wrong at their debut. (laughs) Like, okay. Like, that's weird. Yeah, what was that? And then, even worse, like, Vince is like, that's what I was saying. I was saying Sags the whole time. Fuck off. Just no. (laughs) Like, you guys, like, made a big... Like, they could have seriously, like, I'm not even joking, there could have been people who for years, like, were coming to the arenas with, like, signs that said, I like Nasty Boy Skags. Like, once said that. I'm just saying that if this is your first introduction to them, you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're confused. I I like Nasty Boy Skags. Dobbs and Skags, yay! You know, like... Maybe this is why they got the Bret Hart wrong forever. Oh, right, two T's, right? Yeah, because it was, like, on the video thing, the the cry on forever. Remember the Mastodon Vader? Yes. No, <laughs> no nobody, ever. Ever, nobody ever took that. Right. Because like, most people, they call him Vader. Right. Yeah, they do. They, Just Vince doesn't. They, everyone, not Vince. <laughs> anyway, Jim Evans is in now Irish web. Double suplexo by the nasties. Now Nobbs is in. Nobbsy baby with a few elbows. Headbutt tagged to Skaggs. As the announcers are still bickering, still bickering about his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- what a way to debut a team, by yeah. the way. Like, what are they doing? They could have retaped that. Th- this whole thing should have been re- But it's also <laughs> yeah. December 29th. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Oh, I'm fucking tired, pal. I'm yeah. going home. A uh, beautiful corner. I'm not kidding. Beautiful corner splash by Nobbs, who's the legal I, man. I could. It was actually a really good splash. <laughs> like, like I could. Like I never say that about splash, but it was surprise. Like he got like airtime. It was a on stinger splash. Yeah, it, it was, was good. It was better than Sting. It was like he was like flying. I was, I was like, this is Nobbs. What's going on here? They look good. Man. Yeah. Uh, power slam by Nobbsy baby tagging the Skags who lands his flying elbow. That looked good too. He yep. got like hang time yep. on that shit. I mean, it's not Randy Savage, but yeah. who is? But hey, nice debut for the Nasties, Quinn. <laughs> it's <laughs> impressive. Although seriously, their music sucks a lot. <laughs> Yo, we're the Nasties, and we are here. Like, I'm what? glad Stop. that didn't last long. Turn that off. Yeah. Anyway, we go to the event center, which is nicely decorated for Christmas. Uh, uh-huh. It's, Mooney hypes up the big Nassau Coliseum show on January the 11th. We're going to have such matches like Tugboat 
versus Barbarian. Come on, Barbarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hearts versus Power and Glory. Where did that go? What? Why did that not make it ever on pay-per-view? Because Skags and Knobs are here. That's why. Ah. That's literally what happened. Perfect and DiBiase take on Piper and the Tornado. A tag team and Kenner. <laughs> like, really? And we get a promo from DiBiase, Perfect, and then with Bobby and Virgil lingering in the back. This is so strange. What a team, But right? this is like what I meant about, like, DiBiase. Fingers and everything, right? Because right? he caused tornado. Why is he involved in that? <laughs> he's like, not, he's I thought he was even, feuding with Rhodes. Is he even feuding with Texas Tornado? What is his issue kind with him? Of. What is that about? <laughs> he just doesn't like him. <laughs> I don't he, get it. He, Do they fuck ever him. fight? Like, no, what, yeah, what? on the house show, but like he's just like, fuck him. I don't like him either. Yeah, he caused him the title, and they never followed up on this on TV. <laughs> what the fuck? He just doesn't like anyone. He's just an asshole. I don't get it. Why is he the most powerful villain in World Federation? It's great, like, Quinn. It's bizarre. His promo's good, too. He's a big dick, as always. He's yelling at the tornado for being shitty, whatever. And Perfect's like, uh, Piper, you're not rowdy. Like, sh- whatever. Back to ringside, where Jake Roberts makes his way out with Damien. Uh, his eyes are normal, again, for the record. His tights aren't, though. They're very strange. They're like two patterns on each leg. Did you notice odd, that? Yeah, I was yeah. like, never seen Jake wear that in my life. Me neither. But yeah. I'll tell you what. The fans are legitimately happy to see him. Uh, Snake's opponent here is Kent Carlson, who looks like a very nice man. Uh, Mike Kyoto is going to be the referee again. Carlson tries some shoulder walks. Jake with a quick body slam. Stomp. Insert promo from Martel, who like happily is like, I don't like Jake, and I uh, he'll see the darkness. Ha ha ha. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He will not see anymore. <laughs> basically. He will not see anymore, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, chin luck by Jake in a squash match. But the, the crowd's like, no, DDT, please. So Jake just gets up and does it to end the match. It's amazing. Seriously, he was just like, okay, fuck it. DDT time. Damien wants dinner. You know? Like, and the crowd <laughs> they lost love their, it. They lost their shit when he did, like, when he signaled for it, all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> like, and then, like, when he did it, it was like, <laughs> like, it was like, everyone was way too excited about this for some reason. I love it. They, like, the fans were like, can you just end the match? And he's like, Okay. Yeah. And, he, and he did. He was like smiling at <laughs> yeah. them, like all smiling. He's like, hey, I'll yeah. do it. Shining up the fans is what gets him the most. Here it comes uh, I gotta say, Jake is the Mr. Fuji of the early 90s. Does nothing in the ring, and everyone loves him. He doesn't need to. Like, remember Fuji, like, literally just smiles at the crowd <laughs> and, and does, like, two moves? It's incredible. Like, I, I win. <laughs> I'm good. He's amazing. I, I, I'm so glad you're, like, seeing the light with him. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. 80s Fuji is brilliant because he does nothing, and, and he's over. He's, he's I'm good. I win. Very <laughs> mysterious. I have surprise. You find out later. Nothing ever happens. <laughs> but, like, you think that he's gonna do some shit? I was convinced that one time like he was gonna do something because he, he literally cut a promo with buddy rogers yep and then he like wrestled right after it and nothing happened no, literally nothing happened i was surprised you see anyway we go to we get that uh your favorite the reverse angle of the announcers at the desk like watching the ring i need to stop with that <laughs> like this is not okay all fancy yeah <laughs> Cut to the platform, oh goody, where Sergeant Slaughter's making his way out with General Adnan. Adnan proudly holding, like, some display with USA Cereal Today on box, it. Yeah. like, wrapped. It's awful. <laughs> anyway, Gene starts off by bringing up uh, August 2nd, a day in infamy, uh, the day that Iraq invaded Kuwait. Is that really that infamous a date in U.S. history? Like, is that something, like, they... Not really, I guess, right? Like, do they say a date that will live in infamy? <laughs> August 2nd, 1990? Specifically the invasion of Kuwait? I don't think so, no, no, I mean, it started a a conflict, yes. It did, yes, of course. But is it like like Pearl Harbor? No, or D-Day or any of those? No, I don't think so. Uh, Slaughter tells Gene to shut his mouth, and that Saddam Hussein didn't invade Kuwait. He conquered it. 
Gene hates all of this. Adnan says whatever thing he normally says in Arabic, I really don't know. Slaughter, though, helpfully translates this for us, and he says, uh, it's a great pleasure that a man such as Saddam Hussein would take the time to send to me, Sergeant Slaughter, a special gift. Then we open this USA Today cereal box, and you know what's in there, Quinn? It's the Iron Chic pointy boots. Yeah, so this is how he got them in canon, yeah, you Saddam. see? It's all there. Saddam it's, gave him Yeah, them. Saddam gave him the boots. Yeah, he's like, here. Do you have, think it would have been these. much if they had Saddam's face on the boots? Like, it would have been think, much. Like, people would have gotten really pissed? Yes. Yeah. Gene with the legit, oh! When yeah. he opens the box. Whoa! 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 Oh, no! What the fuck? Slaughter pledges to Saddam that he'll wear the boots. He'll also conquer the World Wrestling Federation champion, the Ultimate Warrior, at the Royal Rumble in Miami, Florida on January 19th, which is very specific. He isn't wrong. And But you know what the funniest part about this is? What? At this time, yeah. he would have just been like, been worrying and losing this <laughs> yeah, schmuck. I, like, I, like, they really had you, like... That was a good angle. It's a good angle because you have, like, no idea that you're about to get, like, side-swiped <sighs> by, like, Sergeant Slaughter here. Like, you really think, like... I mean, Warrior can have laser beams out of his right, eyes and yeah, shit. Like, how is he gonna lose to this? And it's all Randy Savage's fault. Yep. <laughs> That's so, the best part. And they're setting up for it, too. They mention a lot about, like, how Randy Savage is, yes, like, he, he's got issues yep. with it. It's actually really well done. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, he's also going to go to Baghdad, Slaughter is, and have a parade with Saddam Hussein. And that's an order, ac- okay. according to Sergeant Slaughter. All right. Uh, to the event center, where Mooney hypes up the big January 21st MSG show. We're going to get Warrior versus Savage in a cage. I've right. seen that one. Uh, Nasties versus the Bushwhackers, you know, knobs and skags. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Bulldog versus Warlord. Well, got to kick off 91, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to start that up. <laughs> Boss Man versus Hercules. Okay, a lot of punching. Punch. Punch, punch, punch. Punch, punch. Valentine versus Honky. Uh, spoiler, no, that doesn't happen. Wait, Honky's what? gone. Uh, that's sad. Double trouble doesn't get to explode, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and LOD versus shitty demolition. <laughs> uh, over to the warrior now, who's in front of his green screen, but he's behind a steel cage. He's got the WWF belt with the white. And we mm-hmm. get a pretty calm promo from the champion, the warrior here. Something about escape from Manhattan and rats or whatever. Randy Savage escape from, yeah, whatever it is. Huh? Those that crawl up out of the gutters, those that crawl up from the sewers, those that live underneath the streets, all the normals walk upon. That's where I'll be. I'll be down with the rats the size of the dog you have at your house. Decent. Back to ringside where the big boss man's entering with his big stick and a ball and chain too. What? He actually has it? Yes. It's incredible. Now his opponent is the other Pete Sanchez. Now, are you sure he didn't just get fat and put on Sal Blomo tights? What is this, Joe? Like, why Why is Pete Sanchez, like, in WF and he, like, looks weird? It's not the same one, What Quinn. do you mean? Um, what? Uh, anyway, the referee's Freddie Sporta, I think. Lock up and Bossman kicks the fuck out of fake Pete Sanchez here. Insert from Bossman, who's like, fuck Baba Heenan, fuck his family, fuck the Barbarian, fuck everyone. <laughs> Bossman Slam gets the very quick win as uh, Bossman then puts the ball on Pete Sanchez for fun afterwards. Hey, that's a WF original. Can he have some respect, the Bossman? It's not the same. What he, Pete. That's him, different. Pete Sanchez, right? Boy, did he Ain't get fat. He's been eating at the pizzeria. Yeah, pizzeria, remember, Sanchez. Remember Pete owns the pizza in, in 83 Canon, he owns a pizzeria. I thought it was Nick DiCarlo. No, no, no. Pete Sanchez has the pizza shop. Oh, it's, okay. It's very unsuspecting. Sorry. Like, but he, he bought one. Got it. And he's been running it. Okay. Uh, Event Center again to hype up the MSG show again. Literally just saw this, Sean Mooney. Like, literally, we just mm-hmm. saw this. Anyway, we thankfully now get a Sherry and Savage promo. No one's really trying in this promo. It's one of those, like, <laughs> late in the day taping, you can tell. But Savage already has the, you know, cowboy shit on. Sherry looks good here, by the way. She looks really good. She does? 
but it's such a very like late December promo. Yeah, and I'm gonna win in the cage. Okay, bye. You it's, know, like, it's a very like you know that it's like in a line of other promos. Oh god, yeah, they're just trying to get them done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also at MSG, Jimmy Snuka versus the Undertaker. Why? <laughs> Isn't this happening later? Why are they doing yeah, that? they're just like, yeah, we'll do it now. Yeah. Now over to Mean Gene with our Royal Rumble report. Of course, we're going to have the WWF champion, the Ultimate Warrior, taking on that schmuck Sergeant Slaughter, kick his ass quick. Nope, that's going to be an easy Ugh. one. We don't. That's not even like, that's like an afterthought on the report. Yeah. I mean, if you see the match until the ending, Warrior is kicking his ass like easily yep. until Randy Savage. Yeah, he's just beating the fuck out of he Slaughter. Just, he didn't have enough time to activate the laser eyes. Yeah, no, we didn't get to see that, sadly. Yeah. Uh, Gene also brings up how Randy Savage is constantly on the Warrior's ass. And then we get a promo from the Warrior who says he's a five-star general, too, you know. Oh, really? Now? Yeah, he okay. is. In parts unknown, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to have Dusty and Dustin taking on DiBiase and Virgil. Mm-hmm. The Bossman versus Barbarian. The Rockers versus the Good Oriented. Yes. I really do like Rumble 91. We had fun doing that, that one, huh? That was a fun show, yeah. Yep. Gene's also very specific that, listen, watch out because there can be foe versus foe in the Rumble. Yep. He's very big on how there's more. Well, than- there's a lot of foes in here. A lot of It's real. And then Gene says the numbers are drawn out of a hat. I've never seen the damn hat. It's no. always that tumbler. I've no, never it, seen a it's hat. The very, it's like the bingo tumbler thing. He's lying yeah. to us, Quinn. Well, I think he just got it wrong this time because we've actually seen what he means. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean. You're right. And then for literally no real reason, we harken back to 1989 when Demolition had to face each other as number one and two. I love that we get the actual clip. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's weird. Remember two years ago? Yeah. Remember when Demolition was good? Just remember- so he can point out that, like, yes, it can happen. Right. Remember when Jesse Ventura was still there and commentary was yeah, better, too? remember how everything was just better. <laughs> you remember how 89 was better? Anyway, we get a promo now from specifically only Hawk. Because, you know, why not? They, they want to prove their point that, like, tag team people are on their own, right? Yes. And so they just, like, I don't know, Hawk. His- like, it could have been Animal, but maybe yeah. Hawk was just there. Yeah. Like, just to prove their point. And his, his promo is basically like, hey, fuck. I might have to fight Animal at the end. What a rush. Like, that's all yeah. it is. He's like, I might have to fight Animal. I don't he know. He seems way too excited about it, by the way. Like, he's like, oh, <laughs> that would be really good. Man. I might have to do it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, at the Rumble will be Luke. <laughs> you notice they keep emphasizing, like, tag people on their own. Like, that's, that's like the theme of this package for that, Royal Rumble. That's all they got, man. Yeah. Um, Jake Roberts. Hercules. Dino Bravo. All yeah. right. Greg Valentine. Crush. Jim Neidhart. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Smash, Saba Simba. That's real. <laughs> Paul Roma, mm-hmm. Macho King, and then we get a promo again from Savage and Sherry. Like just here, I know. <laughs> now Sherry has like the Seinfeld shower hair <laughs> and only a bra. I'm like, when the fuck was this <laughs> film? Like, like they like, we went from like she looked pretty good to like what? <laughs> what is she wearing? I, she's like, she's not. Even, it looks like she like has half her outfit. Yeah. <laughs> like she didn't have all of it there. Like they weren't ready in time do, or something. Do I put this on, Vince? <laughs> like you know, like. Yeah, whatever. Take it off as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Also in the Royal Rumble, Bret Hart, Animal, (laughs) Davey Boy Boy Smith, Haku, Honky Tonk Man, no, Uh, Undertaker, Tugboat, Rick Mm -hmm. Martel, Earthquake, Superfly Snooka, Butch. Don't ever underestimate Butch. Yeah. He could win the Royal Rumble. He might. Yeah. If he wants to. Mr. Perfect, Shane Douglas, <laughs> Warlord, Texas Tornado, and Hulk Hogan. We get a very uninspired promo from the Hulker now who's like, oh, I'm wearing my red Hulkster belt because I always need to wear a belt. Uh, and he's not that annoying, but it's just very like, I'm going to win and what you're going to do. Like, right. not even what you're going to do when. He's just yeah. like, I'm going to win. 
What you gonna do? I never lose. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. I kick out of finishers. Fuck you. Pretty much true. Recently kicked out of the powerplex. Quinn hates that fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway, like, literally, I think the last pay per view match he had, he kicked out of the yeah, powerplex. Literally. Just saying. Gene encourages us to buy this shit now as we go to break and we come back where. Terry Davis is introduced. I don't know. He looks like a Kinko's manager or something. Like rapidly balding. <laughs> like that it just, the balding just hit him. Like he might've had hair like earlier in 1990. I'll just know. It's just, it's like, it's one of those situations where every time he takes a shower, like a lot more is coming out. Clumps. It, yeah. Like it's like, aw. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. We hit the bong now where the relatively new Undertaker strolls out with his manager, Brother Love. We see a guy making like a really stupid face in the, I swear they've recycled some of these crowd shots for another match, maybe mm -hmm. against Tugboat or something. But anyway, take her with some choking to start. <laughs> Comical. <laughs> Insert promo from Brother Love and the Undertaker. Brother Undertaker! <laughs> like, like, that's real. And then Fink butts in Ugh. to plug the MSG show. Dude, how many times? As Undertaker nails an elbow, but like his volume is also way too low, so he... Uh, coming up for the MSG, will be ready for the first WWE Madison Square Garden on Monday night, January 21st. Make sure you've got the tickets. I can't believe they're still doing the dubbed-in promos as late as uh, almost 91. I thought they were already doing the one where, like, the, the airplane flies by and, like, thinks, like, on his own. You know, like, it's not in the middle of everything. They're almost there, yeah. Plus, they're doing the event center. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Danny Davis is a ref, by the way, if you care. Taker still has the black gloves on. Quinn, you He's notice still that? Figuring it all True, out. True. Yeah. This is very prototype. This whole like the whole month of December of ninety. Yeah, it's like them like testing it. I think this is only his second like TV taping, maybe third. You yeah. know, it's he's still pretty new. Anyway, Brother Love is yelling shit at ringside as Undertaker nails his beautiful flying clothesline. School by Taker, mm -hmm. not old. It's still just school. It's just school. He goes to school. Mm -hmm. Precarious looking tombstone gets the win. And then Danny Davis is like too scared to raise a hand, which I thought was a nice touch. I like actually. that. Like Danny Davis like looks, they both look at each other and Danny is like, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to vibe yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird for Danny Davis. He's very, I'm sure I'm curious why he wasn't asking like, hey, Mark, like what, what did you do for dinner tonight? What are you doing this week, Mark? Anything good? You know, yeah, like that, that type of thing. shit. And uh, you know what? I always liked these early days of the Undertaker too, Quinn, because he was so different you know than anything they it's have. also just, mysterious yeah. that's like what the mysterious part is what i like i like it too yeah. uh, anyway the announcers now veer into some weirdo discussion about how honky tonk man has been reading the bodybuilding lifestyles magazine what and then they like show the magazine it looks terrible <laughs> by the way did they own this crap i think so oh I, my god well, why were they buying up magazines because soon there's gonna be something called the world bodybuilding federation and he's trying to set the stage for it quinn i hate it so much everyone does Everyone why did, does. Why did why? I I, I, I don't know why. Here. I really don't know what he thought he was gonna do with this. It's upsetting because they were like they're doing pretty good business. Decent enough. And I get that they had like excess money, but this was not the place to go with that. Why don't you start a golf league while you're out? What does he think he's doing? Why didn't he just like I don't know, he's got a little extra cash. Why don't you invest it? Or something? He did in this. So, but not in that. I mean something like <laughs> I don't know, like bonds. Art? Like, yeah, like, you know, something, Rembrandt. something that generally, like, you know, is a sound investment that uh, a, not even a, anybody would say, like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, you got a little extra cash on the side, like, you know, cash, you know, like invested in IBM. Right, exactly. Was, yeah, just Hank something. Hank Mardukas. Hank Mardukas has been my closest friend since our first year at IBM. 
Back to the event center here where Sean Mooney wants us to go to the Nassau Coliseum again on January 11th. Uh, we get a promo from Power and Glory and Slick, and they make fun of the Hartford. This team is good. Power yep. and Glory is good. They're excellent. Quinn, Quinn knows it now. Yep. It's taken a while. I'm, a, I'm on board. You're on board. Uh, also, we're going to get Jake versus Martell. Get a quick promo from Jake, which is good, of course, because I've literally never heard a bad promo. Like, Literally, the worst Jake gets is mildly mediocre, but he's generally yeah. good. No, nah, I love Jake. He's, I, you're, you're absolutely right. right? Like he he's never, old. ever is shitty. Even at his worst, it's still yeah. fine. Yep. He's just good. Uh, Mooney repeats that the hearts are facing power and glory, and Jake is taking on Martell. He literally just said that. But anyway, <sighs> promotional consideration is paid for by the Halls of Medicine. Yep. <laughs> Lord it's Alfred. not even like the actual Halls of Medicine. It's just Lord Al talking yeah. about Halls. You like cough drops? Yeah. You need one? Fucking have one. Get the fucking Halls. Wow. Uh, NARC for NES. Is that mm-hmm. even good on the consoles? Um, it's an arcade I, the arcade's game, right? better. Yeah. I agree. Uh, new advanced formula Tegrin shampoo for your stupid dandruff. Now, Tegrin, that sounds like that fucking the company that made that other Tetris. <laughs> Tengen? Tengen, yeah. The weird cartridges. Speaking of video games. <laughs> and Edge shaving gel, which my dad definitely used to use all the time. I've why used did, it myself. Why did the gel go out of style? People just kind of resorted back to the cream. Because I, I think the cream's True. better, personally. I've been using Barbasol for several years now. I, the I big, foamy Barbasol. Yeah, that stuff's much it's better. It's good, right? When you have, like, usually, when you have a beard, right, it's usually when the hairs that get outside yep. of the beard, like, that's where you use the... The, the neck? S- yeah, the neck. And sometimes when it gets, like, starts up to edge here, out. Yeah, I put, your I put some bones. cream up there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Near the cheekbones? Yeah, the cheeks. Anyway. Yeah. Total Recall for Nintendo, by the way. Yeah, my favorite part about that ad, the Total Recall, is like they're like, your mind was lost and you did all this shit and now you got to get out of Mars or whatever the fuck. (laughs) It's good. It's Total Recall for Nintendo. When did the movie come out? Isn't it like 87 or something? It's not even a new... Yeah, sometimes it would take a little longer for them to get a video game, but they were very like profitable from what I understood. Oh, yeah. Like a cheap, like they could make a little extra on the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. have the game have nothing to do with the movie, just slap the label on. Or you know? have them be way too, it was one or the two. It was Sometimes it was like nothing to do with the movie, or it follows the movie to a T, like bizarrely, like fucking, remember the Die Hard game where you yes. literally have to like go up the floors and like, there's like the glasses on the floor and you, glasses. like if you go over your foot meter goes lower like it's all so real. It's real folks it's like that's like taking everything about the movie literally yes <laughs> it's insane it's true uh back to vince Rod- roddy and honky here to sign off and roddy and honky looking all dumb at the year's hats. Yeah, yeah, like so stupid <laughs> uh, but next week what we're gonna have to kick off 1991 hacksaw jim duggan orient express royal rumble report <laughs> they mm-hmm. need to promote that really uh texas tornado sergeant slobber plus quinn Hulk Hogan will be on the Brother Love Show. And now Honky and Piper make a lot of jokes about bridges in New York as we go away. Given the state of repairs, my New Year resolution would be find somebody to buy the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And the Triborough and the Manhattan, you know why? Because they're all like you. What the hell was that? I'll tell you. I got a tip from Richie. There was a very brief period of time around this time where for the New York market, and I'm not making this up, they filmed specific wraparounds like the beginning and the end where they made New York references like like for example in the beginning remember the 42nd Street reference by Piper yeah because this is clearly the New York one they're plugging Nassau they're plugging MSG so like the rest of the world got like a regular version and the New York market got this version what the hell? I don't know what they were Why did they hoping care? to accomplish by doing that. Maybe it was like a test of like hyper-localizing the tapings, and so they just started with New York. Probably. Just to see, and then they were like, this is too much this fucking is work. This like, consuming. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, 
fuck this. Why would they? Yeah. So I, I how have, many like? Oh my god! How many markets do they have? Like, could you imagine how they many, had to do it for like Boston? Yeah, they, oh my goodness, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So they stopped doing that, obviously. But yeah, that's why they're, they're making do every borough too. Imagine <laughs> the Triborough Bridge. Like yeah. <laughs> anyway, this was a this is a fun, regular, easy, no one cares episode of Superstars. You know, no one, nothing mattered. Obviously, we're building towards the Rumble, but I quite liked it. It was fun and stupid. Yeah, typical Superstars, always fun. Surprisingly, like a lot going on at the end of the year for this. Yeah, like, yeah you know, did, did you notice that it was like it felt like. It felt like the end of 1991, not the end of 1990. A lot of DiBiase in different yeah. angles. Yeah. Warriors going to be taking on Slaughter. There's some things going on. Yeah. It's a, a nice snapshot of a period of time that I quite like, which is 1991. You know, we're gearing up for it. And plus, can't take away these two highlights, Quinn. Bob Bradley. Yep. Bob Bradley. Nice That's to see him. true. And the debut of the Nasty Boys, Nobs and Skags. Nobsy baby. Nobsy baby. So anyway, folks, thank you so much for being with us here as we have kicked off 2021, believe it or not, which is just kind of a weird thing to say. OVP in 2021. Wow. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Sorry we couldn't be a Wrestle Kingdom today like we normally would Don't be. Worry. Next year. Talk to Meltzer about it, I yeah. guess, on the internet. Well, we'll catch up with him. How many stars do we have to give on everything? Whatever he says. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but really, though, thank you so much for being with us, folks. And if you haven't checked us out on Patreon, give it a shot. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Leave us a review if you have iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We'd also appreciate that. And obviously, join the group if you want to talk retro wrestling. But until next week for episode 207, Happy New Year. I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Nasty boys wrapping their way to the squared circle. There's a look at Skag. Scabs? What's his name? No, no, that's Skags. Scabs? What kind of name is that? No, Scags, not Scabs. Oh, Skags. Both of you are wrong. It's Snags. No, gentlemen. I beg to differ. Which yeah. one's which? All right, that's Skags on the left. On the right is Knobs. Knobs and Skags. That's right, Knobs and Skags. Name oh, sounds wow. like the haircut. Let's just clear it up right now. Vince McMahon and Hot Rod. The man's name is Sags. S-A-G-G-S. Sags, not Skags, not Scroggs, nothing. Sags. That's what I said. What'd you say earlier? Why Sags? Well, it's always sags. been Sags to me. Something in the earphone there? Kind of like the tummy, you know, Sags. Will you stop? stop, stop, stop.